0: We're live. We're, We're back.
1: Live. We're back. Episode two. Can you believe
2: it? Two in. We made it. <laughs> How many of you guys trying to pump out a month? Or week? uh, weekly.
1: We- We're going to go for weekly. Excellent. Yeah. That's manageable.
2: Yeah. If we get five in, it's a huge victory. I would so, think so. Yeah. Over, under? Yeah. You got an over/under bet? I think he has a good seven in. By seven? By, yeah, but I think like the dog days in January are gonna be like, fuck. Uh,
0: we'll be fine. Fucking Lando. Seven feet of snow out front. We can't even get in the front door. <laughs> when will we start fighting? Our That's last guest.
1: <laughs> 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 once, <laughs> once there's one dollar pumped into this thing, it's gonna get messy. Which the first
2: guest is just gonna walk out. Fucking, I'm out here.
1: <laughs> Speaking of the first guest, tell, tell us is who you me? are. This me, really. First yeah. guest? Yeah. yeah.
0: You're the first. That's fucking cool. As Number hell. one,
1: we got Josh Walker here. Josh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's up, man? My name's
2: Josh. I've known both you guys for a long time. You have so it's uh you know it's neat to I, anyone ever asked me to be on a podcast, I'm like yes because I can just fucking talk. all will well, i said long. yes, bastard. Well, th- that's right? why we thought of you because yeah. in
0: all honesty, I'll just talk. And there's talk. no well yeah, we, but we have so much, yes. so much shit <laughs> we can talk about. Yeah, there's definitely a lot to talk about. Don't no, Take yeah. us, take it. I want you to take us through. Uh, just give us a brief timeline of your career history. Sure. Um, and I don't want to hear like when you were mowing lawns. No, at 12, no. I'll just but, jump, I mean, I jump out, out
2: of college. I do. You no, know, college is pretty interesting. Actually, <laughs> is <good>. do <laughs> we're doing interesting place. <laughs> Let's I mean, start there. Everyone knows Plymouth State, and I think, I mean, the the kind of the root of like wanting to be in the snow business, Plymouth State, is so many guys came out especially around my class came out of there were in the snow biz yeah ski su, yeah. right yeah um, I, from my generation was a lot of snowboard dudes like a lot of dudes that kind of i think shaped snowboarding came out of there for like all that whole blue lodge crew of dudes and like a lot of sick designers and marketing guys guys that created brands out of there And i was a freshman i would just see noah brandon like skateboarding around plymouth state and he was like this insane skateboarder i'd see him on the hill when he was home and he was like this cult figure because he was a really big pro snowboard at the time And he had this whole like underling crew of like young snowboard kids. They lived near my brother on the street called Bailey Street. And um, those guys, you know, I was super young and I just kind of saw them all the time taking drive. I'd actually pump gas at the Irving (laughs) and I'd be pumping gas (laughs) and they'd roll up like in their fucking souped out like SUVs, all their boards. And they're like going to the Burton factory or going to Stowe and going shredding. I'm like, sweet pumping gas i'm gonna like, go try to ski it <laughs> go try to ski at night somewhere you know but yeah. um it was cool to see that and see kids like that they were in college like in that in the snow industry and it was fucking rad because you'd see dudes that like you went to school with getting like full page ads in snowboard mags and shit i thought that, that was is rad made it like tangible you know and yeah. and yeah and there was just a lot of opportunity to be on the hill there and it was super fun super fun school you know? yeah it was a shitty school when i was there to start <laughs> and then it became a better school academia wise now it's like a really good school and i think a lot of kids still go there so they can get on the hill which is cool
0: right yeah what did you go for so i get on the hill they have a on. degree in that right yeah, yeah. So i
2: became a nerd i wrote in the paper and and fucking did a bunch of shit that was cool and i had made a bunch of amazing lifetime friends and you know from there i just i wanted to go skiing so i bolted I was, you know, pounding nails and working landscape construction, oh, and man. then I bolted to Breckenridge, and uh, with a bunch of my good friends, a bunch of Plymouth State dudes, all we all lived in like Peak Nine in this big old oh, house. It Was like um, super fun. Like back then, you could Breckenridge was so different. Like you'd go over the backside of where we lived and like sneak back into like the PK parking lot, and it was, you know, my the first year they had a super pipe was that year, wow. and. um... Had an insane New Year's party and just shredded a ton. Everyone worked restaurant gigs. I worked in shops. I always worked in shops too when I was in Plymouth. Yeah. Yeah. So I was always around at working shops, tuning skis, and, and all that kind of shit. And, you know, I pretty realized pretty quickly like I wanted to be a really awesome skier, but I was never going to be a pro skier. <laughs> and so then awesome <laughs> I was just skier, like, so. all right, I just want to keep skiing. And then the next, I went home, worked my ass off. The next one, I went to Utah and skied some real hills and saw some real snowfall and got yeah. a bunch of serious heads and uh, eye opening the level of skiing in Little Cottonwood Canyon it was just it's fucking, fucking sweet yeah it was super so weight. accessible too it's crazy out there and just the talent like the fucking you know like Dan Withy, one of my favorite skiers I went up sponsoring at Burn the Later years. you know I would just see him skiing his style was so sick and he was like a bartender at the sits at Altus. so he'd go up there and have beers and be like you know and at this point I think he had a couple of powder covers so it was like it's weird because skiing and snowboarding was so accessible back then. It, was, it hadn't really started to really blow up, but it was just kind of starting. What's well, like the like, price
1: of a lift ticket when you moved to Utah?
2: Fuck, I think you could ski at Alta for like 30 bucks. Holy shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I got a pass at Snowbird for, I think it was like 700 bucks or 600 bucks. And then. There was another pass that year that was even cheaper, but it wasn't. It wasn't snowboard. It was something like right else. It might have been a little more than that. Might have been like eight hundred bucks. But like my first winter there, I had like hundred and three day, th- three days on my snowboard pass, and probably Whoa. another like forty days skiing all. Day. Wow, that's pretty Just good. Skied a shitload. Lived in an apartment with no furniture. You were like Target shell. or something? In Utah? I stock shelves at night at Target. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was eye-opening. How much shit
1: did you steal? <laughs> I, I, I was, <laughs> is it true they make you bring your own red shirt to Target? They did. They make you go it's buy your
0: red, own red shirt. What? At least when I was there. <laughs> what? Yeah, Seriously? Sure. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They, don't they don't even provide give you a free shirts. shirt? Yeah. They wouldn't
2: let like you listen to music. So I would sneak headphones into wow. and catch you. Wow. What the fuck are you doing? You can't listen to music. I was like, <laughs> stocking shelves at night and I would Dude. fuck everything up. And I was oh like, oh, man, this job sucks. Then I would see, like, you know, Utah kids worked hard. There was a lot of kids that go to high yeah. school all day long and then stock shelves all night and then go to high school the next day. So oh, yeah. it was, um, I wanted to get into a ski shop right away. Then I got a job at uh, Canyon Sports, the nice. base okay. of Bay Cottonwood. Cottonwood. Yeah. Tuned skis there and a bunch of ripping skiers there and had a bunch of fun there. And then I was like, you know, getting to the point where I saw a couple of guys get hurt really bad and I'm like, one of them got hurt without insurance and just oh. like, what the fuck is skiing? You know, like if you get hurt, it doesn't mean anything. And like, In what am there? I doing out here? Should I go get a job? And I got a chance to go work in the state house in Boston, and I worked as a legislative aide for the Republican leader at the time. This guy Fran Marie from the South Shore. How does that transition work? It was horrible. <laughs> it was like, horrible. Who did you know at the state house even get that it job? It was horrible. You know, I, I knew some people in and around there. My grandfather had been a rep way, way back in the day. Yeah. So like the Clarks and a bunch of guys still kind of knew him. Um, he was kind of a legendary guy when he was there. But I started as an aide, and I wrote a bill for a firefighter that actually had died. Um, on the way to a training exercise and his family wasn't getting any money for it. So I, I yeah. just wrote a bill. The whole other side, all the analyst side was all policy side guys. And I was like, you know, an English major and I was an aide, but I wrote this bill. The leader liked it. He sent it over to the policy side. They tuned it up and it became a, it helped them. It became an amendment it became an MGL and uh, the fit guy's family got paid. So they bounced me over to the analyst side. And then I was there for two and a half years as a policy analyst working on, I worked on the big environmental bomb bill that year worked in a bunch of public service shit and like it was crazy because the RLO Republican leaders office was a small office like small team you'd be running up during full formal sessions getting these bills trying to figure out what they'd say and then the whole leadership would come down and it'd all be sitting at a table and you have to brief them all of you know what's going on with this bill how to vote because they're so busy and there's a million votes and they need help you know cliff notes kind of style but yeah you know the lieutenant governor was a was a rep then Scott Brown was a rep then you know i worked with romney kids when he was running and you know so All for right. for governor so i got to meet a lot of people and it was, it was like a second education there for sure yeah. and i was on path and took my lsat and i was going to go to suffolk at night and on that whole path and i just i had a friend brian connor whose wife worked at leadham <laughs> helmets and he said you know you should you know i was kind of losing it a little bit wearing a suit every day They yelled me if my hair yeah. was too tight great world great people <laughs> super but super intense world and not for yeah. a lot of money either yeah. and um you were about the tight pants,
1: even back then. I huh? <laughs> was just like, uh, <laughs> so I had a chance, and I went to
2: go work for Leadum Helmets with this crazy guy, Dennis Leadum, and uh, yeah, never bro? big, never a big fan of the Leadum helmet, the product. I, thought, I always thought it was wicked janky. It looked like a, like a, you know, like a Air Force pilot hat or some shit. Like there's 25 year old Leadum helmets still rocking. Still I don't even home. know. I, I'm not even Do you sure. sure you I Google know what... one of those things. They've, yeah, I and mean, my buddies uh, yeah. would dress up like fucking uh, like a Maverick and Goose for Halloween. They'd wear that shit. I mean, it looked like a you know but it, it was a super safe helmet but I hated wearing it and we made a couple models and I was there for a while learned the snow biz a little bit these are like yeah these are like Storm ski, ski race helmets yeah not kind of, of, right? I don't, they even they... Made, they were not even race helmets they were just like sort of like a cross they're between, like,
0: like they're like a geriatric uh, yeah it looked like you could
2: ride a scooter helmets around. were so small back then it was like two <laughs> brands right so they, whatever they right. fucking made if you wanted to wear a helmet you'd have to make it dudes were wearing hockey helmets and no one was wearing helmets no,
1: no. it was, wasn't until Sonny Bono and Kennedy died, right? Dude started hugging trees. Dude, I
0: got. 97 or 8, I got my head split open by this girl snowboarding. Jesus. She hit me and it split my head open. And I was like, my parents are like, you got to wear a helmet. 97? This was 97. Yeah. How old are you? Actually, this might have been. I was. uh... 22? (laughs) Yeah. No, I was. Shit. I don't remember. (laughs) I was 12, I think, in 97. How old are you? (laughs) How old are you? I'm 35. I just turned okay, it's 35. It's not that Price, old, dude. I'm
2: almost 10 years older than you. Yeah, that. yeah I know you're old. It's fucked up.
0: But I and so they were like, you gotta buy a helmet. You need a helmet. So I got like a shitty like ProTac or something. Yeah. It was because I was like, oh, this looks cool. It kind of looks like a skate, looks a skate helmet. Yeah. And it was so bad. I wore it three times. You would have thought I would have, you know, kept it on. And that was it. I didn't wear a helmet again. Yeah. Really, until I met you guys. Until and it was you wear one probably <laughs> ten, it just wasn't cool it was like nobody cool. why the why they would you wear cool. a helmet made him cooler but they know. were really i mean <laughs> for, back then though second, it, it was like cool. styrofoam yeah. and there was like no padding it was super cold yeah, i mean those were skate helmets so, and
2: sell to snow yeah Dennis yeah got squeezed out of that gig and then he approached me and he's like i'm gonna start another helmet brand and i want you to come do it with me and i was like dude first of all you're fucking crazy <laughs> he's an awesome dude and then uh but i was like you know he dreamed big and i was i said fuck it i didn't want to work in the state house and you know we would meet in boston he showed me his business plan and what he wanted to do and i came on as the first employee there and as the marketing dude and then this guy adam godwin came on as a third employee and we both we worked out of his barn with a wood stove very similar to kind of how I started 1620 and and uh we just were right place, right time for helmets. We made we, we designed him with this guy Jonathan Baker, okay. out of uh, Oregon. Now he's got a really cool bag brand. you have you seen his bag brand on Instagram? No. What is it? It's fucking mm-hmm. super cool. I got to give him a shout out. He does like all these super green. He's like an amazingly talented designer. Did a bunch of shit
0: for we'll Cascade allow this Lacrosse. Free ad. <laughs>
2: um,
0: <laughs> yeah. Next time this is gonna cost money. Remember okay. us? It's only Justin our second. One, so. Anyway, I'll, uh,
2: I can't even I can't remember a name enough to search for it on Instagram but um cuz he didn't pay for he does all these crazy <laughs> green recyclable bags for like grocery <laughs> stuff so and all just up? all kinds of like rad bags he, he made an amazing it's like EDQ Jonathan EQ oh here it is here it is it's a uh, EQPD gear yes I see it, last bags yeah and he makes oh, that's cool. made an amazing mask but anyway this wow. is this guy's really cool. the guy behind how we grabbed so much market share. You know, brim. we tweaked it and we massaged it and everything, but like that brim design. It's iconic. You know, it was his, you know, he was a kayaker. He had that, he had that kayak helmet and right. he did a different, you know, and, and he had this assistant, um, George Sawyer, who also is like this amazing artist up in Vermont now. His Instagram is called Sawyer Made. And he makes these insane handmade chairs, like his family business. Okay, that's
0: your second shameless plug. You only yeah. get three for well, these the guys whole show. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> these guys could be sponsors.
2: <laughs> um, but, but yeah, we're right awesome. place, right time. And,
0: and, uh, got to Bill burn. I was but, there for 15 years. What did that brim do? Was that, Did anybody Everybody else?
1: A, it's funny you say kayak helmet. Everyone thought it was a batter's helmet you know, yeah. all the time. Batter's
0: did helmet, it, batter's did, helmet. did anybody Capix... else have a brim on, mm. on a ski or snowboard hat at the Capix time? Capix had this
2: like snowboard helmet that was an like an OEM of a baseball was, batter's right. helmet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was designed yeah, yeah, to be worn backwards, yeah. but yeah. it never was certified because it was really small like skate pads. Right, so. yeah. And then Sweet Helmets had, like, their kayak helmet, which is, like, a long baseball-style brand. Yeah. It really worked for keeping water out of your eyes. Yeah. We did this, like, really did that just created this, like, top seal, which is yeah. great for New England because of the rhyme and shit you right. deal with. Like, top of your mm-hmm. goggles, would always get fucked. Now, like, every single helmet walks out over the top of a goggle.
1: That was before goggles were oversized, too. So you'd get the gap with you'd almost every helmet gap. you wore. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And a lot of times, it just, like, just, there was never any helmet that fit good with goggles. They just weren't round. They just didn't... They weren't... It was just... No one gave a shit about the category, yeah, because yeah. it was just like who the fucks wearing helmets. No one, right? Right. Business is it amounts to like fucking like wrist guards like, until you <laughs> ma-
0: until you make it a fashion statement. To make it's, a fashion. Statement, that's, yeah. That was the key, and man. that brim, which is funny because really, it's like right?
2: logically like it's the first thing people see. What's on your fucking head? Yeah, you should try to make it as cool as you possibly can. Right. Then we got this fucking crazy intern, and his first assignment I gave as an intern was to go to Boston and fucking... Should this guy say this in the podcast? Say, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's go to you Boston, can say anything you go want. Go to Boston and yeah, get an ounce of weed for the office. Like, that's your first day. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Second or third day.
1: The funniest thing was, so I, like, emailed you guys. I don't even remember how I found out about Burn, but I noticed you guys were in Plymouth, and my family had moved to Wisconsin. We always came back to the Cape for the summer. Yeah, and I wanted to be in the industry since I was freaking 12, you know? For so. sure. Cold called you or emailed you, found your email somehow. You called me back. I was in fucking high school. I'm like, oh, sick.
2: <laughs> I remember being I, like I a, remember a really good I remember the email. message
1: because yeah. you said like, oh dude you must be from massachusetts you talk fast as shit <laughs> <laughs>
2: you were already plugged in you already knew everything about it and i wanted to i a... guess yeah. you took a
1: pretty good risk on me which is yeah. hilarious you, so you... i showed up to dennis's house and i thought for sure it was at the wrong fucking place
2: were like... you just in utah like doing shit for tanner hall and shit though no that was that was after. a couple years after okay yeah All right. yeah
1: no i was still in high school graduate okay. graduated high school There's my and memory came... for you wow <laughs> And came out, and yeah, you sent me the directions to the office, I rolled up to a house, I was so fucking confused. So <laughs> I knock on the door, oh, like, Dennis's babysitter comes out, she's like, oh, burn? Yeah, they're upstairs over there. I remember her. You guys were out of a <laughs> house at that time?
0: Yeah, we were out of his garage.
1: garage.
2: Wow. Built, yeah. like, a little office up top, we heated it with Pretty wood. Pretty fucking hilarious. Wow. No one wanted to be the first one in there in January, let me tell you. The stove was terrible. Such a shitty stove, it took forever to heat up. I brought the mini up. fridge You love skiing, house. To you to love skiing, you and you wanted fucking... Yeah, it was the deal, You wanted to get in, it. somehow, yeah. yeah so like that's i've never understood dudes who work in the industry like don't love it like don't right. like, I, i'd be on snow snows like yeah. all these reps are like talking shit this and that and it's just like bro like i've never seen you with dudes skiers. i've never seen ski or snuggle yeah. boots on your feet Yeah, and seen you in the industry for fucking 10 years like what the fuck why don't you go sell cell phones the, the yeah. perks what are, are the reason for? you're in that industry right, right if you don't shred like how can you sell shit to people nah. yeah it doesn't make any sense to me it's never made any sense to me i understand if guys are older reps and they got hurt skiing and they're still selling it because they love it and they want to yeah, be around right. it. And there's a lot, there's a few of yeah, those guys. There's a lot of those stories. It yeah. like, can't be on snow every day. But dude, there were some other fuckers that like I've never, ever saw Shred. And like, they're in the business for like fucking 20, 30 years. Like, what the fuck are you doing? But that's the snow business. It's the land of misfit toys. Yeah, it's the snow business. Some people are, <laughs> get it's, a good uh,
0: line. You Get a good line. I mean, reps back in the day made insane money. Oh my I God. think you you were the one who told me though. You said it's, uh, it's a beautiful rainbow. But there's no pot of gold there's at the no end. There's no pot of gold at the <laughs> That's end. That's a pretty good. It name. was a great analogy. Uh, yeah, that always stuck with me.
2: You know, I think you have to. You got to be in the front office of that thing. You, it's it's tough to be. you know, it was a unique opportunity to to be an officer and build a build a brand. But you know, repping and there's just a lot of gigs in and around the the deal where it's just you know companies hire kids they burn them out. Yeah. You know, Lando, had to, you had to fight out a couple of those roles to get to a a, a good role and like, yeah, you know like. Well, yeah, you guys got me
1: started, and then I think, you know, between the three of you, you, encouraged me to move
2: out to Utah and
1: went to college for a semester. I got wow. super bored. And just <laughs> told my parents I was taking online classes. I drove to Utah, lived behind a couch for three months. <laughs> Skied a lot, though, right? Yeah, I kept emailing you asking, "Hey, Josh, can I make some money somehow?
2: What, you, what, what you can I budget do to hire me? What can I do?" I remember this. I remember this part of it. I launched your first Facebook page. Yep.
1: Pissed dave would have more off a lot when weird stuff on the website. Yeah.
2: <laughs> this is like when MySpace had just ended basically. Probably, yeah. Burnham it was like 2009 first of MySpace page. Yeah. They wouldn't like back then they would like, we can't put your social media on these print ads and like, no one cares like.
1: Yeah. Ah, dude, yeah, you're right. Like
2: you, it was, you were probably one of the first like brand managers to be throwing social media on there. We tried. Yeah. You were definitely way ahead of the curve digitally. Way ahead bit. of the curve of what was going to drive people's interests and around it. You know, for the for the helps. betterment of brands, I think. And the betterment for, like, gorilla brands. But I think for, like, the – it's sad to see what's happened to the media in around shredding and surfing and all these sports. And just, right. Because I'm a magazine guy, man. I, yeah.
0: And I miss it. What year did you start with Burn? What, Burn was 2004. 2004. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long – I mean, when you think about that, you think back – really oh three we didn't have facebook
2: then we didn't have youtube it Was myspace was the first thing. instagram wasn't right. even an idea From myspace to my place yeah. it was just like fucking <laughs> best place
0: to chase you didn't things. even have all my links back then it was so yeah. like it was, what was there there was so just a really
2: different world There was a lot of print publications and there's a lot yeah. of events and there was a lot of shows and the regional show schedule back then was fucking insane it still is <laughs> you know it's a good world though it's a healthy world it's a good world guys you know they want to be outside they want to be having fun they you know they, most people are
1: it for the love of it like yeah. You imagine
2: yeah i think it i think it it pulls some people in for the right reasons Ma- the majority of people right it's
1: you... unique i don't know many
2: other worlds so <laughs> Dude, what a strange world. and that's the whole thing too is like once you're in it like it not not to taint you but like you, yeah no matter what even if like even what i'm doing right now like so much of it is pulled from like what cool. i think is cool because like to be a good marketer in the action sports world man like you're marketing to like the coolest fucking 17 to like 22 year old kids in the room yeah like it's the toughest i think marketing in action sports you're doing is the right. toughest yeah. marketing role ever. you're not selling fucking roll aids <laughs> you're not selling fucking tampons like you're That's trying to like, shit people don't need you know a zillion different brands <laughs> right competing all for the same too. amount of money because it never really grows no no and it's all about who's the fucking coolest in the room. So, like, it makes you a really good marketer, no doubt. Didn't realize that till I got
1: to a ski brand. Helmet brand, a few helmet brands. Car racks, two brands. Ski yeah. brands. Woo! There's a lot of brands. There's a lot are there, of brands. It's tough to cut through the noise for sure. For sure.
0: Yeah. Are there any other industries you think that are, that are, like, having as much fun, though, and as you know, the level of like the shit that's going on in the background, the partying. I think and, probably like, the cannabis industry. These yeah. Days. Well, maybe. Yeah, I, mean, like, I, mean, I
1: feel like the cannabis industry,
0: especially it's here in got Massachusetts is super biz, corporate. Super yeah. it's, it, like, it's very regulated. You need millions, it's millions, of, like, you need millions of dollars. Dude, just fucking, to get if in. this was a dispensary, we would have 36 cameras in this room. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Dude, like, it was the heyday it, too, Live like, feed to the government. It was the heyday when
2: like, you know, Candy was printing money. So like every show that it'd be Snoop or whatever. And like, you'd have some brands that are just like how big is my dick every fucking national <laughs> yeah. show so like yeah the party scene was fucking retarded that has changed retarded. that has changed like I just you know when Vegas I, you know the I stories heard stories from SA
1: in Vegas are I'll fucking insane it. yeah
2: place used to be really crazy I mean it was you <laughs> know pretty they tried to move the times back yeah. my
0: third time there because just no like one could March get to fucking something?
2: no the time of the day oh. when the show started because no, no one, one can get to the fucking <laughs> booth
0: that's pretty good. Nobody ever – my first SAA, I had meetings, you know, like first thing in the morning, and I would go. No one would go. No one would be there. <laughs> and then it wouldn't be till noon that people would start showing up. And For I was real. like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm all hungover. No one's showing up to these meetings. <laughs> and then, like, the second and third day of that, I was like, oh, I get it now. Like, we made these – we all made these meetings, but nobody no is going to come it. to a meeting uh-huh. before
2: noon. What's the drug is you ever been to? a meeting. You ever have to nah, leave a meeting because you like I was sick? at <laughs> – I went to this Finally meeting. Meetings like,
0: oh, my God, I got to go. I, I went to this meeting, and I don't even know what the fuck it was. And it was uh, – I honestly can't even remember. Some brand I never even heard of. Somebody made the meeting. And I show up there, and they had – you know those floors that are, like, raised? They're, like, a foot high, and yeah. they're, like, that cheap, like, plywood shit. It's, like, black. It's, like – but it's supposed to look expensive, for right? sure. And I was in there, and I was talking to the guy, and the floor is like, <laughs> I, it's moving. And I'm talking to this guy, and I was so hungover, I was like, dude, I swear to, I thought I was gonna throw up in the booth. And I was like, yeah. Dude, and I realized unstable, like five man. minutes into it, I was like, this is not dude, gonna work out. And I, I pieced out of that thing, <laughs> and I was like, I'm never doing a meeting before. At least I'll try like 10, 30, 11. Yeah, more but
2: reasonable time. No, it was. But there, you know, there were some operators during those times, and you, you watched them, and you watched how they kind of navigate the whole deal and what they were able to build from those years and it was big like a guy like bryce phillips I was was oh, yeah. i was pretty tight with bryce he rolled for burn he was super good to us and super good to me he did not need to ride for us so he could get he could get contracts from anybody he just liked the product and liked the brand and the style but i you know i was privy to like watching what he did and have meetings with him when he was the buyer when he was just yeah. getting evo going and like one Starting of our first of dealers house, and just yeah. yeah just you know how he operated in 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 that whole deal and how he kind of stayed above the fracas and fucking dude is so smart so talented and has built like the most insane successful business and like there was definitely I pulled a lot of that shit out of there being like man this is fun but I, you know we're definitely fucking flailing right we could be <laughs> we could be a way stronger brand and but you know I, my job wasn't to be a senior With leadership the of the company yeah. my job was to make it cool so I was kind of
0: trapped <laughs> Yeah but trap. you were you were the <laughs> You were a lot of the the people person right. of the company. You were talking to everybody. You were it, meeting with everybody. I mean, for sure. In one way, you we were a lot of yeah. the, That's the the a big part of it. Yeah. yeah. But you yeah. know,
2: in my in my partner's defense and the brand defense, we were all pretty young, and success came pretty fast to it, and it was some crazy growth. And we tried to manage it the best we could for those years. And um, I mean, you know, we went from doing like no money to you know, an eight figure company in like six years. So it's that's crazy. that's pretty quick growth when it's wow. not a huge employee set. You go from like three dudes in a barn to like forty five international distributors and fucking how many like 18 19 employees at one time yeah. in there at Fred's compound and and um <laughs> you know. Just the most insane stories. And you're going ever. to Europe for shows, yeah. you're going Europe all over the country. I got to go to Australia. I go all over europe i can honestly say sitting here if there's a ski hill in this country in a state i have skied there if it's michigan if it's wisconsin right. if, if it's california state, if it's yeah. oregon what about arizona there's showed. one outside actually of Tucson, i haven't i snowball. haven't been in, in up to snowball i have not skied That's shit's crazy arizona. I, I was there, there a couple of years ago yeah, i haven't i didn't there. ski it but it was wild i've been by there you know south with dakota and, and shit I have not been trash heaps <laughs> in South Dakota. I haven't. See, yeah. But of course, I'm going yeah, I'd say probably like probably say sel- 75% of the like South Dakota's got yeah. 985
1: feet vertical. Dude, dude, you go to like Tyrell Basin at night and Tyrell see all Basin. these
2: kids shredding on like fucking cement and then eating cheese curds and smashing beers is just like <laughs> the best dudes. Like, Tyrell Basin is the best place ever. Yeah, man. I learned so much from Midwest We had this event called Spring Jam people. back
1: in the day. It was just amazing. You yeah. know, like everyone would show up, set up their own stuff. Yeah. People would camp out at this hotel called the... Kalahari or something yeah. nearby it was hilarious every
2: regional show I went to building the brand whether it was you know Oregon was pretty cool because there were some good people there but like it was always like you know reps are like who the fuck are you like into you know, this and that like except the Midwest, Midwest like, those dudes, dudes were, were so so cool time. introduced me to everybody right yeah.
0: away like it was just what what was the really, perception really cool. though I mean we, we're talking about an industry I know what it was like for me in the beginning but an industry that's largely dominated by the West Coast and Colorado, but but it's really a California culture. And you guys are coming in from New England yeah. with like this Yeah. Like this hot new product I mean yeah. New England How were people looking at you guys spheres. in the beginning? They must have been like, Who the fuck are these guys?
2: Yeah, dude. I mean, and our regional show setups at the beginning we're fucking and our national show setups at the beginning <laughs> were kinda of janky. Um I remember I first essayed the Brock foam floor. Oh god, dude, that thing was such a so hard <laughs> it's to just set up. an open cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> just, we got lucky with really good distributors right yeah. away because there wasn't a lot of opportunity for to get to distribute helmet brands in some of these places like dude like in in bavaria and like austria and germany like shredding is like it's just it makes everything in the states look like it's fucking like nothing, fucking dude. football over here it looks yeah. like nothing like you know every kid gets in the train shreds every weekend it's just it's culture it's life 80 percent of austrians you know, have skied yeah and yeah. all it was is just euro shit so like an american kind of skate inspired thing that guys were skiing in because um, they're skiers right they didn't yeah. want to see just snowboards in and i was a skier so i made sure I sponsored skiers right away and it was it was rider driven back then man
1: it, it was rad like, going over there last year and seeing a lot of burns still on the hill
2: it's crazy we had some great distributors out of germany and just yeah. some awesome cats people love it yeah it's a crazy place don't like the food love the, <laughs> love the hills
1: Love how they, they dude, you can it, you can deal with the food for like two days and then you're like I'm about to gain some weight on this yeah. trip. <laughs> they make it accessible
2: though right I mean I don't know I haven't been over there for a few years but when I, yeah. I remember when I was there like lift tickets and lodging were really reasonable oh it still is and yeah. like gear yeah. is crazy fucking expensive fish cool tickets kind of stuff. were still like sixty euro so they make it accessible for people where yeah. like uh, I don't know what's gonna happen to shredding in the states because
1: dude this reservation system that's going on with the epic pass I waited the other day
2: four hours just to reserve seven days on the hill yeah, I don't I don't know how that's gonna work mm. i'm I'm I got hopes about this vaccine. I got hopes about some stuff settling. Yeah, down. but the lift ticket prices in general all over the country—it's messed up. It's cheaper to know, buy that season pass now than I mean, dude. To the the best kids they ever sponsored were fucking dirtbag kids from save yeah. the parents, bro, and like skiing, snowboarding, saved their whole fucking deal. And anybody they loved that comes up and of they revered ski it and they yeah. worked at it and they were fucking got really good. Yeah. You know, and then towards the end of it it was just fucking prep school kids, coaches, money. It just it changed a lot.
1: Especially like the freestyle scene, yeah. yeah.
2: Olympics and the levels of contest yeah, and the money had changed, it changed yeah. a little. So yeah. I think like a lot of these things may be going away and X Games not really mattering as much and these things changing. Maybe it'll it'll go back to some of the dirt bags again. Mm. But I just don't know how got, those kids will get on the hill.
0: Yeah, how do they find it in the first place? How they get you on know? the hill? Right. Where do they get where do they get the stuff? Yeah. How do they afford it? You know, is it on the Christmas list? I don't know. Yeah. So fast forward... Maybe know. a couple years. Yeah. Stay,
1: stay on track a little bit there. Tell us a little bit about Idgaf Industries.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, during this time, you started another company.
2: This, was, this probably would have been the one that we would have gotten rich at. Lando and I had Dude. this idea. Yes, tell them. And we, this was our idea first. <laughs> we wanted to fucking send gummy bear or chocolate covered gummy bear dicks to people and you'd be able to order fucking bags Tiny of dicks, dicks and send them to people. Yeah. People who don't like doing it honestly. The whole way this this was, that kid's this business This 2010. Is up, yeah. Yeah. I think that kid's business... I think he fucking banked on it. I, there's multiple. So levels. There's he multiple stole levels. this from you. This was after there, there, you guys, We right? must if have ever, fucking. If I ever knew more about domain, that was your. You should, You knew all about fucking I, domains and shit back I didn't then. Didn't know how to make gummies though. If we could ever, <laughs> if we ever try to protect that idea, and you know, mail a letter to ourselves. Now idea I've got out.
0: six friends that grow weed that know how to make gummies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget though. You you posted a photo on Facebook and it said. And it was like a piece of mail came in to Idgaf Industries, and you said, "I'm I'm so proud of how did far he, we've come and everything we are." And I was yourself? like, "What the fuck is this, Idgaf Industries?" <laughs> I <remember> I'm like, "Remember <laughs> that day?" How, and I'm like, how "He's how working for Bird." Did we, you like,
2: registered Idgaf somewhere? And we got like junk mail from someone or something. <laughs> did it we was buy like, a domain real. or something? We did get a domain. I think yeah. <laughs> I've had so many good domains
1: over the years. I let expire.
2: That's a fucking. You know, it might not be a supreme two billion dollar idea. Which did you guys hear about that shit? What no. Supreme sold today to VF for two point one billion? They really? sold the VF. Yeah. That's a sellout move.
1: Billion. That brand's gone now. The
2: founder didn't. I, some other guy, Keith something. Did you say VF billion? Owned. Two point one billion for Supreme to VF. Whoa, that's insane. Yesterday, insane. Yesterday,
0: wow. Or this morning. Fucking was nuts. Crazy. But and they, they were... gave him a T-shirt. They're like, "Oh, this is a lot of money." <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Thank you. My T-shirt <laughs> Fox I mean, them.
2: I don't understand what. VF is good for the good for the fucking Supreme dudes, but I don't understand what vf's thinking because brands jump sharks, and the quickest well, way for a brand to jump sharks oh, is it's VF, done. To, it's VF, VF to buy it. VF, is, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're awesome. What they do, they own. They're huge in workwear. They own tons of workwear brands. Yeah, but are they gonna realize? They buy sixteen twenty someday. Are they gonna Not realize the shit. low
1: numbers? Like, I just feel like built street Supreme?
2: streetwear brands have like a there's a life cycle. It's the aftermarket shit like, too. Stock you know, X, Massimo could have sold for a fucking a billion dollars in the eighties, sure. right? But sure, there's a life cycle to these things. I just, yeah. Uh, how are you going to scale? You're going to make Supreme, Gore-Tex jackets? Maybe. I think they already have. I, I don't know. They probably do. It. They definitely already have them, right? Well, they did the, all the North Face stuff. They did all the North Face clothes. That's yeah. how their relationships probably, probably with them. But hey, listen, my hats off to those kids. Yeah, that probably oh, yeah. not that old, right? Talk about riding into the sunset. Yeah. That that's probably like
1: that's yeah. around the same time as Burn, probably. Oh four, no eight. Wow, they never in took
2: there. on any outside like VC money it was like internal friend money one of the guys who has money i guess was a big venture dude but it wasn't like officially he was a like homie. VC money yeah it's a homie so so yeah.
0: burn evolution burn evolution i started to see through,
2: the yeah i mean when lando then, when lando left to be honest with you I'm like talking. that was it? yeah you got sad <laughs> i was like i'm out of here <laughs> that, that was that it. really sad no but it was actually eye opening cuz some <laughs> of the reasons why he said listen we were fighting so hard to sell direct at that time him and i both yeah and um in defense of burn what, th- what they were thinking is they really wanted to continue to support retailers more because everyone was kind of jumping ship and they i think they were able to ride that for a few years but we were just slow to digital and um i could see the writing on the wall in terms of how difficult the accessory category was going to be our snow numbers were already getting tougher we built a pretty strong bike all brand. all those big and brands would leverage us
1: out you know yeah. like
2: everyone's making a helmet it's tough it's yeah. tough biz and um you know, it was just, I wanted to do some other stuff too. Like, my left knee was affecting how much time on the hill. The kicking for me is I was in Europe and Goodhart had lined up this insane trip all through the alberg and had like a couple of pro shreds going with us and a photographer was coming. This whole deal was like 10 days. Everything was booked and paid for. And I had skied in um, Garmisch the first couple of days when I got there. Sick. And I tweaked my knee again a little bit because my brace didn't show up in time. My ski bag was laid. I was on someone else's skis. And I had to go home, couldn't go on that trip my knee was so bad and I had surgery like a month later and that was kind of a wake up call for me like I can't be the fucking 50 year old dude at an on snow fucking trying to sign a regional skier be like yo you're shredding you want a helmet like if that was me I, would, I think I would sailor dive out of a window I had to figure out something else you know that, not that sucks yeah I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that yeah. if that's what guys yeah. want to do you know but like I just I, f- I had to do something else and um you know I've been friend, friends with Ted for a long time at this point and he was living in mainland China we'd see each other at the (laughs) Munich shows. And I was always wearing Carhartt, always rocking workwear. And I just thought workwear was cool and some pieces and this and that. And he came back and he's like, man, you're always wearing Carhartt. And he's like, dude, our biggest customer is this giant German workwear brand. And like North Face Uh and all these brands will come to China and they'll bring like teams of 20 dudes and they'll spend all this money and they'll recreate the lines every year. And this brand's run by like a father and son and it's fucking 75% of our deal. And They've been selling the same pants for six years and it's fucking smart biz and no yeah. one's doing cool shit in the states huh, didn't realize you that know? so that's a lot of a lot of the brain trust a lot of the idea comes from my partner Ted who's a super sharp guy super smart and he clawed his way up in that factory in China and um, he was managing like half a billion turnover when he left like really wow. really big brands making a lot of shit and most of it was this German workwear brand and like dude like worker in the states was just crazy devalued so we had this idea to try to start a workwear brand and we identified like a white space where there was no real premium player in it um. So that's been my mission for the last almost five years now, four and a half years. Five years already? Four and a half years. Shit, dude. In the lab, like four years in the market. Yeah. You know, the
1: camera not working or something. For the fun. Second podcast technical difficulties it keeps turning off. Does
0: it?
3: Yeah. does no, this? What wrong with that. Hopefully, this is, that's, still that's reco- hopefully yeah. this is still yeah, recording. Hopefully, this is still recording. The
1: computer, the computer reliable. Yeah. But, but the, the ski this industry is, the charm is like of the you know, charm we're, of our dude.
2: Listen, I've heard some really good stories about the about this industry and like con con the concrete show metal con, con, con. all these shows like dude, like the, <laughs> the working guys fucking go. And their shows are all still in vegas when it co- comes back on yeah so we're looking at trade shows right now oh, so dude. we're gonna bring back a little i want to have down. a little we're gonna bring back a little fun, so how is this
0: different when you first you did you guys do any shows you've done a few you did what american yeah we did like Made? american field yeah, american yeah. Field, um, sorry
2: we did we went we went to like the ppe show in indianapolis these like have to be way to different than, than, like, snow sports. Yeah, I mean, dude, the, it, but to be honest with you, bro, it's, like, 20 to fucking 50-year-old dudes yeah. that fucking want to have fun at shows yeah. and want to buy cool new shit. And there's a lot of cool new shit in tools, right. in boots, and in yeah. vehicles, and in fucking excavators. Constantly changing. Not much in clothing, though. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, the
1: American-made move is perfect your timing was perfect i think right when you know the madman
2: was putting some tariffs on some shit and (laughs) and guys were starting to look at it. it made it difficult for us though because of uh just contract manufacturing in the states it got competitive for a little while right but I listen, man, there's only you can only exploit human beings in societies for so long. They're gonna eventually rise up in places. That's why China's getting so expensive. So now it's like you know, it's it's India, it's Pakistan, it's Bangladesh, it's Vietnam, it's sub Saharan Africa. Yeah. You know, I've I've had some meetings with some big workwear retailers and have thrown pairs of pants on the on the desk and they've been like, I got this fucking pair of pants for eighteen bucks <laughs> and you're like you pick it up and you're like, Holy shit, these pants are actually kinda nice. Sick. Yeah. But like somewhere in that human beings are being exploited right to that shit Sewing's tough work man it's not yeah nothing gl- glorious about proletariat manufacturing jobs in the states but we need them
1: is it all in massachusetts now i'd say probably 75 percent of it's in mass yeah maybe, maybe we've a got little a, bit
2: less we've got the history
1: here with all yeah, the you know for sure linen mills yeah. and shoe factories yeah.
2: and yeah. The, the state just took a big hit recently where uh brooks brothers just shut down they had a big sewing oh, i didn't realize they were here yeah, they had like 500 sewers in Haverhill in an old Lowe's building that they tricked all out, state-of-the-art, like yeah. eat off the floors, amazing business, amazing <laughs> people. And uh, so those 500 sewers in the wind. I mean, listen, like in and around Lawrence and Haverhill and, and places around here, there's a ton of sewing talent. Yeah. You
0: know? So. It's, it's rad. Done. It must have been hard, though, to get started with that at first. I mean, Dude, you guys are like looking for... I've had... The funny thing is, I've had a ton of interns and, and people work for me and... It was mostly the guys that were better sewers huh. than the girls. They were just like, "Yeah, my mom does all the sewing. She's an amazing sewer, so yeah. I never sewed anything." Yeah, but the guys were like, "Yeah, I was always pretty good at home act, you know." <laughs> and they were always like, "Fucking, how oh, you were sewing hats and shit." They yeah. would sew and sew for like days. We huh?
2: we sew stuff for shows. Yeah. You tried to teach of... me how to sew hats once. I fucked it all up. <laughs> Sewing's tough. It's not easy. Sewing stuff. It's like I. <laughs> I I compare it to like a martial art looks easy and easier. literally when you're looking <laughs> for fucking when you're looking for like contract manufacturing you're traveling around the country trying to find where this martial art still practiced yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool only it's practiced in in like certain places but yeah. it's, it's like a,
0: it's fucking it's like a lost art too it's I don't like, think yeah, it is.
2: if it wasn't for the federal government still making like military and shit have to be made here yeah like the laws that exist you know Barry compliancy and this kind of shit these places would would probably kind of fold up it's gnarly when you go to these places and you see what the government industry used to be and then like what it's become and how it's affected that town and and what i mean like dude like 75 85 percent of these people in these towns in north carolina kentucky and shit worked in the garment industry and then slowly went away you know it's very rust belt like like car manufacturing so right like if you love your country and you want to see americans do well when you go there
0: it's like it's stark it it hits you you yeah yeah for sure we just
1: want shit as cheap as
0: we can get it over here though it's yeah bummer yeah can i get 1620 at walmart yet or (laughs) (laughs) wait for that I the when you sell the VF, right? <laughs> I think one of the coolest things that's happened to me in this
2: whole deal is the president and CEO of Yeti Coolers came to see us in Haverhill. This dude, Matt Rentis, who's oh, an insane. amazing
0: guy, and hung with us and took us to dinner. And how did he find you guys, first of all? I think he's just a guy who's
2: out there who finds stuff under rocks or small brands that are doing <laughs> cool shit. And, like, he's just really plugged in. He's super sharp and smart and... It's flattering that he that he noticed us. He probably has a team
0: of like six people searching the country. They're like, check this. He's out. He's the man, dude. That's like, awesome. And, and That's he's cool. he
2: stewarded that company through some tumultuous times into a really strong IPO and a strong stock. And um, if you look at like what their SKU count is and what they do for revenue, they don't they're not selling a ton of shit. Yeah. They can reinvent stuff with colors better than like probably any brand yeah but he said to they're me,
0: selling a five gallon bucket for like what 50 bucks dude, or so? it was yeah. brilliant pack I it was like, inside it's, it's pack like oh it's fucking teal and it's yeti on t- it I have everybody on my
2: wall from the catalog it's a study in like that is the ultimate marketing to take a bucket and make it that aspirational yeah bucket yeah it's orange at home depot
0: for three dollars yeah
2: you think you're a marketer Fucking yeah. Go make a, Go sell fucking $25 million worth of buckets. Yeah. That's insane. That's pretty impressive. Right? Like, amazing. And he, you know, what he said to us, he says, you know, Walmart has fucked up the American consumer mentality. And I, one of the, the true words have never, never really race. been spoken because people just expect that. Yo, I can get fucking a Russell Athletic fucking shirt for three bucks. And you're just like, because Walmart can make 25, 50 cents on these things and I've learned a lot of like pricing and margins in in the rag game I don't know that much Ted is an expert he's taught me a bunch to kind of understanding but it definitely everything in that whole store skews what people think the value the ancillary cost of like getting that t-shirt in the store it's like it's just it's so far out of whack that people just don't understand what value is now like listen it's great that these places exist it's not you know a coincidence that they exist in places that where their poverty levels are high yeah you know, and they have to exist just yeah. like, you know, a dollar store. Dollar general. Yeah. It, just, it is what it is. And it's it's one of those necessary things. But, you know, everywhere. I used to do a lot of my Christmas shopping at Walmart when I was broke because you walk in there and you get everyone's gifts for fucking 50 bucks and everyone's stoked. <laughs> I There's a lot of sick do. shit in there, dude. You know, like I don't I'm not blaming it. But uh, yeah, people's mentality is like it's
0: yeah. sorry, Roxanne. Yeah, this is what you're getting. You. It's really nice. Dude, it's from she loves
2: Walmart. I mean, I don't think anyone hates it. You know, and like I, the original Walton family, I think in the, ori- the original Walton dude probably had a different idea about all but, you know, it gets morphed into what it is. I, got a ch- I had a chance to go heli-ski in Blue River, and I went to Wiggly World for this N-East magazine, and the week I got there, the week before, the whole Walton family from Walmart was up there, well, and all the dudes were like, the fucking, they came in here. And they're all in like their buses and their fucking RVs and shit. And they didn't like come to the restaurant, go to the stores or anything. They just brought all their own food, all their own shit. No way. And just like.
0: <laughs> they spend any money. They just. It's like. So that's. that's I think that's, it's a little.
2: It's inter- telling whole, about. Whole about whole th- th- yeah. Telling about
0: how
1: who's
2: running it right
0: now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You
2: know, and it's dude, these for profit corporations are. They're fucking gnarly.
1: We thought we could start a podcast for a hundred bucks off Amazon. We ended up buying the same microphone three times. <laughs> It's the same everyone. one.
0: It's just different re-branded. name on each microphone. Everyone, yeah, yeah. Everyone <laughs> everyone yeah. It, with a different, it has a different model number on each one. But it's. But
2: apt- how cool is it, guys? Who have reselling stores and shit are, have become millionaires? Yeah, guys yeah. who yeah. Have played Absolutely. the platform, it's definitely created a lot of, a lot of opportunity. too. just like it saved a lot of people's. Walmart's ass this kept COVID a lot of. Thing. Yeah, just yeah. like Walmart's kept a lot of businesses and and they got to run out and buy eight bags of chicken wings for their fucking their <laughs> their restaurant. Like you know, it just it is what it is. I mean, listen, capitalism is like that leveling. Field, you know, it's the guys who are able to pivot and figure it out
0: are crushing it right now. There's so, and on that level, who's trying to knock you guys off? I mean, obviously, you guys five came years out, in, there's got to be people now, you guys, right? yeah, you guys came out with this category. Mm-hmm. Let's do like American made yep. high end, really nice workwear 1620. Shame, that's your third 1620usa.com. That's <laughs> you know. People,
2: oh, just thought we were batshit crazy. We're trying to sell $228 pants to this customer, and no one wanted to fuck with it. Still, no one really does want to fuck with it. It's still really difficult. You need like a ton of social proof and a ton yeah. of reviews and a ton of people, and you have to make product that checks off because the customer is just no bullshit, right? He will destroy your shit. He will destroy everything he touches, yeah. and uh, he's a real guy. And you got to make stuff that's really good. Luckily, my partners made amazing, amazing product. We've got great manufacturing partners, and it's, it's held up. And you know it's grindy the first few years where you get it out there and it holds up. And these guys, they're loyal and they have a cultish following. I mean, a couple of brands have tried to copy some fabrics. We've had one brand that kind of started the same time we did that like really kind of copied our copy a lot and like our messaging, and it was eerily, eerily, eerily similar. And we were in the marketplace before them, and they had they had raised money from a big VC um, company. They'll they will remain nameless, um, but I don't <laughs> I don't hate hate them because I think what they're doing is cool and it's getting people to look at workwear differently and. Kind of rising tide to change it because there's just a couple big players in it. And to be honest with you, like Carhartt, the biggest player, they've been like super good to us. I got a friend, a VP of marketing there, this guy, Brian, he's been really, really cool. Tons of advice. Talked to the CEO, talked to the owner, Mark Valade. And and they've been really, really, really good to us. And they've given us some opportunity to potentially even make some stuff in their factories. They still own two factories in Kentucky. Wow. And in um, Tennessee. And they've made more garments in America, I think, than any brand, even Levi's. Like they've made like millions and millions. I know Woolrich is. They still do.
0: Really, it's not all Woolrich is kind of like,
1: yeah, right. It's it's positioned totally different than it used to be. It's like high end, like blankets, like yeah. It's more of like a homeware, like home, home good, yeah. yeah. Pendleton, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, it's funny because I'll scroll down, you know facebook which is just a fucking cesspool Fuck yeah. these like, pants man i've never paid but, this person but, no but if, no i'm not even talking about you guys but i'll see these ads of <laughs> like the last pair of you know tech pants you'll have are own they're like 42 dollars. i'm like why the fuck are you buying pants for 42 right. uh, bucks anymore you can't even like i shop at tj maxx man other than your you guys' stuff the whole thing with you clothing can't, is fabric how could it be that good yeah you know? it's fabric it's
2: just fabric like anyone can anyone can sew a good pant in terms of sewing construction pretty much anywhere in the world but if you're using shitty fabric it's still shitty product. Yeah, yeah. it's just all about fabric. Yeah. And like if you if you commit to using really high-end good fabrics and there's a lot of them out there. there's a lot in Europe too and some brands do like in Arc'teryx and our in the Snow World um, you make the best shit. Um, and if you don't, you know, you don't, but like, you know, workwear brands they don't their, their goal isn't to make the best shit. It's arguably probably the most wasteful clothing category in the world because yeah. it's hmm. shit's designed to get destroyed in the job right. and thrown away yeah and that's why it's so cheap they just want you to buy fucking 12 right. pairs a year right just throw them away yeah no one's doing anything sustainable no one's even talking about sustainability right it's just like crazy this cloud and untapped it. So, yeah we're the trying next to generation yeah we're trying to do like yeah. get people's old shit fix it and resell it with this thing called like the patina collection similar to like a worn wear yeah or similar to like arcterics as a used program yeah. now and figuring out how that's going to just keep shit out there, keep shit in the field. I mean, because if you make a pair of pants here, it has a smaller carbon footprint than anywhere else. And if they last three, four, five X longers, inherently it's more sustainable and it's a better story. It's not greenwashing. It's true. And, and then, if you drive a Prius, you're really helping. And then if you, uh, you know, a ton of
0: our customers roll coal, don't fucking, t- you
2: know, our number one state's California, our number, sta- our number two state's Texas, so there's a lot of coal rolling. I don't think, I don't, I don't know if anyone's bought a spare 1620 pants <sighs> and drives a Prius. In a Prius. Someone has, if someone's out there Somebody's and has go. drive a Prius, send me That's a picture. That's a challenge. Send me a, send me a picture. If you're wearing 1620s in a Prius, take a picture up front of your Prius. We'll off- fucking definitely won't post it. We'll figure out how to the offset.
1: The gauntlet
0: has been thrown down.
1: We'll offset your carbon for the day. But... <laughs>
2: So the cool part about
1: 1622, you were able to move back to the North Shore, right? Back to the Northeast. Sure. Back to New England. Back to
2: the North you Shore. You were here. Yeah, yeah it was not Northeast. That's definitely <laughs> the Northeast. Yeah. Plymouth. It doesn't really feel far. like the Northeast to me. He was a trader. He was on the South Shore. Yeah, I was on the South Shore. Totally different. Totally different. You didn't have the level of infrastructure big we smoke have smoke separates you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the North Shore is awesome. Right. It's still... It's still is a really cool underground place. You can be the hills pretty quick, and the ocean's right here, and there's a bunch of state parks. It's not totally blown out. People have fucking horrible
0: accents. He's a <laughs> and, marsh uh, rat. He's back to being a marsh yeah, rat. Back in the marsh. Yeah. What, what's it
2: like being a marsh man? Dude, the, people shit on the marsh because it smells bad, but they don't
1: know. It's, I mean, what, what don't they know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sandy was so bad for New Jersey and New York because they're – their wetlands and their estuary systems were fucking trashed. Yeah. And they didn't never took care of them properly. Yeah. The Great Marsh, People run, are dumping the Great trash marsh runs from or? Maine to like fucking Connecticut. It's Whoa. called the Great Salt Marsh. Really? And there's a reason why power plants are on them and everyone's yeah. made and all manufactured on them because for like hundreds land. of years everyone's just dumped shit in the marsh because it's this amazing filter and it's living from the fucking top to the bottom peat and all these crazy plants and it will filter tons of shit and for hundreds and hundreds of years it's really? filtered every scrap of hard metal and everything we've dumped in it but... Places like New York and New Jersey, where it was just so unhealthy, yeah. when a storm like that comes, if they had a healthier marsh, they would have fared a Absorbed lot better. Absorbed it all. It's just well, it's just a really big barrier for yeah. for major storms. So there's they this thing called the Sandy Grant exists, where they've spent a lot of money and a lot of good time rebuilding it. It's a lot healthier now. And it's a lot better. But it's like the building block for like all fucking that life, and it's a super super important thing. And my grandfather protected it. My dad's protected it. My brother and I do too. And it's kind of like a family thing trying to... That's the one green initiative that I'm really... Yeah, you are... D- I
0: know. You are like deep, I'm deep, deep Newburyport. I, Port. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Newberry. Not Newbury. Not Newburyport. Oh, excuse me. Old yeah, town. I'm sorry. Different yeah. town. Old, old town. 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 Yeah, old town. Yeah, so Speaking of this, I wanted, bring, I wanted to bring <laughs> this story up. <laughs> this so so I hope you're ready for this. But last time I saw I saw you about a month ago. Okay. And so I was... I left... I left 1620, and my buddy was like, hey, you want to get a beer? And so I went over to Silvaticus, and we got a beer at the brewery. And this guy... What's Silvaticus? It's a brewery over in uh, Amesbury. I didn't even know. And uh, it, you know, we're sitting outside, and you know, we're having a couple beers out there. And this guy comes up, and he's like, oh, he goes, you you guys look like engineers. And I'm, I don't know how <laughs> the fuck he got that, because I'm wearing like a fucking shirt you know, jacket. I got paint all over me, and yeah, I'm wearing like a shirt jacket. I'm like... <laughs> no my buddy's like no nah. he goes uh he's like maybe software he's like i do computers and stuff and uh i'm like no, nah, dude i'm not an engineer you know but i you know i can build shit i can you know and he goes yeah i got this idea i'm looking for a filmer or whatever and then he says um he's like where are you guys from and and i said you know i'm in north shore i'm in beverly and my buddy's in Haverhill. and he goes oh he goes i figured you guys are from Newburyport or somewhere around the area and i said no i go but uh he, he, he goes well that's where i'm from and i said yeah i just saw my buddy walker he's a you know owns 1620 he's co-owner of 1620 and uh he goes oh the walkers the walker family and i said yeah 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 I said, you know i was i was name dropping you guys at the at the brewery and he's like yeah they're like they're like old old newberry yeah, that family fine. is like that's deep deep newberry he goes i live down the road and he goes he goes man he goes you know, when Josh was a little kid, he's like, I got to tell you, he's like, shut the fuck up, God. I who this is. I swear to God, I, I swear to fucking says. God. And he goes, when Josh was like a little kid, he's like, this is when they were coming out with all those movies and like, Bo Derek was at like the pinnacle of like her career. And his mom rivaled Bo Derek. They were like on the same <laughs> that level. That my whole life. <laughs> So I wasn't sure if you heard this, but he was, he's like, he goes, to this day, he goes, my wife still gets jealous (laughs) if I bring up their name. He's like, because he goes, he, he said she was on the same level. I'm like, well, I don't even know, man. That was, he said you were a little kid. Mom, but so. I always,
2: I always wonder when I was a kid, like, why the lifeguards always
0: just hanging out?
1: <laughs> we get on? a lot of attention at the now, beach. What is going on, man? Yeah. Why is everyone always trying
2: to help my mom carry shit to the car? I just it's never amazing. really understood it. People are so friendly. And amazing. She, she was a superstar. I mean, she, like, back in the day, she actually went on a few dates with Bobby Orr. Wow. But wow. My, but my dad's a man. He
0: swept her away. Nice. That's a funny story, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... <laughs> Yeah, he's your neighbor. He lives down the road yeah, or right. something. So
2: Newbury's yeah. like this little cow town. Newburyport is a
0: legit city. Lots of commerce, lots of business.
2: Has that place changed a lot, or it, has it always been like
0: that? No, it's changed a lot. I they mean, said it was pretty rough in like the seventies, and oh, now yeah. it's yeah, yeah it's now it's
2: gentrified. like a mini Ooh. now it's like a mini Newport. Like, yeah. I really compare it to like a mini Newport, where I on It's still growing. So it's, it's much fancier and now. So many New York plates there now so many connecticut plates it's
1: ritzy driving
2: through downtown new uh, lots of million dollar homes and and uh, it's good for builders it's good for local guys in the trades it's overall it's good for the area money coming in there yeah you know, for all the local businesses and stuff that are gonna need it coming out of covid for sure yeah you know but it's changed a shitload i mean when i grew up the school bus would stop and it'd be at, stopping at farms and Right, kids would be running up, still smelling like cow shit because they were taking care of the cows in the morning. That's like that was multiple bus stops, and that's just now those farms have thirty-one million dollars, two million dollars homes on it. Yeah, now it's like two operating farms. One, you know, the tender crop farms run by Matt, who's just an awesome, awesome guy, and he's keeping the dream alive. He could have sold his properties, sold his farm, and he's not, and he's made a great business. He's a great guy and uh, employs a lot of people. You know, we used to golf at the one
0: at uh, Evergreen. Yeah. So they like called Nevergreen. Yeah. And it was amazing. It was like a little trailer yeah. there. And they had all these bushes. You couldn't even find that. That was the clubhouse, it was a trailer. And I'll never forget. It was an old lady in there. I mean, she was like in her 90s. And we went in one day. It was hot as hell. Right by the graveyard. Nevergreen. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, <laughs> she goes, "Oh, I, bo- I hope you boys have something to drink today. And we're like, oh, I didn't want to you know, tell her we had a whole cooler of beers and shit. And she's like, do you? And I said, yeah, you know, we got a few beers. <laughs> and she's like, well, do you have any ice? And I'm like, no, nah, actually, that's a good point. We don't. She goes in the freezer. I shit you not, this is like her house. Yeah. She's, she's watching. She's like watching <laughs> Matlock in the living room. Pulls her whole ice have tray been, out Yeah, she there. goes in the freezer and takes her ice trays out and puts them in our cooler. Drops all the ice in it. It was amazing. It was 20 bucks. You got a golf cart and you got nine holes. One little course. And he's just absolutely <laughs> Never green, That's awesome. mayhem. And then they sold it. It was the largest, like two years. She died. R.I.P. I mean, she was amazing. <laughs> but they uh, sold it. it. Was the like one of the largest tracts of uh, buildable land yeah, in, well, in Newburyport area. Golf courses it, are I
1: mean, yeah, millions there's, are millions. there's one up near Nashville that's gonna sell out and become an Amazon warehouse. It's fucking it's so well, sad. you guys
2: feel it though, because I mean, listen,
1: oh, right you support here.
2: tons of small businesses, Babylon, what you do, and you have Absolutely. a lot of relationships in it. You know, Landrigan, you know, you've seen what big business has done to the shit in around our industry that we love, and oh, yeah. how everything's changed, and like you know, I think you know hopefully we don't lose our fucking soul completely because like you can't just make hamburgers and cut hair and fucking buy shit Amazon like if it just it, can't that just can't be what we do as a the, country the, you know the whole like,
1: COVID can't. situation made it brutally clear that this country is ran by corporations
2: they're powerful yeah super powerful you yep. know and had a, a little peek into that in my time in politics and how lobbying really works oh and, yeah I did. and um yeah it's eye opening and like you know we could do better than that man there's so much cool shit small business is what made is what is cool built
1: this country yeah
2: it's what you know in, in innovation and cool brands and all these things and um that's what i love about know.
1: living in new england because it's really not like it, it's unique over here there's not small businesses all across the country like people don't eat a chain restaurants in new england um and yeah, then you get anywhere outside here and yeah it's all chain restaurants everywhere. And strip uh, malls and it, yeah it,
2: yeah it's rootsy especially from here up into like maine and, yeah and places whole, down and around the cape yeah. and it's cool i mean, it's it's definitely a walk back in time yeah you, know, you don't get to go to many places in the country where it's like that much of kind of a walk back and yeah hopefully it doesn't change I me mean, i think new englanders are fiercely traditional and old school they fear change <laughs> but uh absolutely
0: hopefully it doesn't change and hopefully it stays the same no
1: it's fucking rad here but
0: i think once things do you know once they sell that golf course, and no will turn them back you know yeah. once the the clam box and the farnums and once those things sell out or whatever it is like like the, it, it took so long. There wasn't even a seafood stand in this entire town. People are wow. like, "Is the ocean here?" Yeah, it's it's literally three blocks. You walk yeah. out of this office, you can see right. the ocean. Yeah. But there's the real estate is so expensive. There's no there's no place to eat yeah. up here. <laughs> These are yeah. multi million dollar houses. Yeah. You know? right. So it's kind of hard to turn back once those things are. Yeah, that's gone. true. Then yeah. older
2: generation's want to, want to sell out, check out, move to Northern Maine, and yeah, and it's
1: but I mean
2: what's crazy about it is it's the population center of like new york and new jersey and how really how really close it is to us yeah and with covid and with this exodus and yeah. have friends who send real sell real estate in maine sell real estate in new hampshire and like you know From Vermont. these yeah, it's the same it's just bigger business bigger economy, scales of economy so they have more access to being able to move and properties and second homes and all this stuff so it will change because a lot of mid-atlantic is going to is coming to the northeast of new england. Right. Yeah. And uh I, you know, I've all my best friends are from there and you know there's the sticks in jersey are pretty similar in some places but some it just, why, yeah. it's going to change. You know, and because it's just that's it's bigger money. So these right. areas are going to get gentrified and families that maybe have had footholds in some of these places won't yeah. you know for second and third generations and yeah, it was like
1: the stigma, like especially when I was growing up too. It's like go to college, get that degree, and like it was almost like you were an
2: outcast if you went to trade school or something. Which oh, yeah. sucks. For you sure, know? big cultural shift. I mean, yeah. like if someone was coming in your house to work on your toilet, you would look so far under your nose at them, like you know, like this guy's working on toilets. Now you're like you on realize. hold, yeah. Hoping this guy will get in yeah. to fix your toilet in two weeks. and It's gonna cost you 150. Exactly, bucks an hour. dude. Especially <laughs> up in Vermont, <laughs> my parents changed. couldn't
1: even get a plumber to come to their house yeah, for the whole changed. winter, dude. Yeah.
2: Like. You know, everyone's out here, I don't have a job, this and You know, there's over 2 million open skilled labor jobs yeah. in the States. It's it's crazy. Can't get the bodies. Like, I know guys who run big companies and they're spending, their next five-year plan is to build their own trade schools. So they know they will have bodies That's 10, ten years from now. It's smart. Because they just, they can't, you know, and like, you can go to trade school and make fucking 30 grand while you're in school. We, when we first yeah. started, sixteen twenty, we met this the guy when the, who bought the Peterson School. You guys have heard yeah. Advertising yeah. the advertisement Peterson of School, yeah. And uh, he was a you know Wall Street guy, super smart. And when he checked out as a multimillionaire, who knows what his net worth really was, but he bought the Peterson School. Now I think he's working on his third location. His biggest issue was getting places with enough parking spaces. Wow, it's been explosive for him. You know? wow. Like and in Europe, like the apprenticeship program, like especially yeah. like in Bavaria and Austria and Germany,
0: yeah. like
1: there's a sense of I mean, even people that work at restaurants, they're trained yeah. in hospitality. And they work for restaurants forever. They make an honest living. Yeah. You know, tips aren't even a thing over there. You get paid 20 bucks an hour.
2: To... Everyone can't be behind a computer writing code. Well, you... that's the thing. I was just going to say
1: that. It's like every 30-year-old to 20-year-old knows how to use a fucking computer nowadays. So that's not it's unique like, anymore. It's just there's
2: not there's as much opportunity. There's 15-year-old
1: kids editing videos on TikTok that like, Yeah.
2: it's insane. There's not as much white-collar opportunity. I just, I don't, I think it's added. It's like, you know, and it if ebbs that's what, and flows. It might yeah. change if everyone starts going, piling into the trades. Ten years now might change. Well, I think people are you opening
1: know. it up now, especially with student loans. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Listen, you
2: graduate college
1: and two hundred grand in debt. Yeah.
0: I I had an intern. And I'm not gonna say his name. I love him, but fuck he, that camera. And, or that. what college? Yeah, yeah. What college you went to? But we need an intern to run our camera. I, I know. We need somebody. <laughs> I was like, listen, I'm I'm going next I'm door on this podcast. And oh, uh, still juuling, huh? I was off for a couple weeks. I just picked Let's it back up. Let's jump into our a first strip. sponsor. No, but we're going to listen to this story. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: this is your fourth shameless plug. Okay. Jewel's this is not a plug. These here. are terrible. Bro. Ah, it's either this or fucking this. I know. You this, got all your vices in front of you lined up. Yeah. And you're working on a company. And you're, How's the beer? The entrepreneur life like is that. a stressful life. It's very cool. And it's, there's a lot of aspirational, cool things. But it's super, super stressful. I'm blessed yeah. with like a really great business partner, but it's not fucking easy.
0: I oh, bet i mean anytime you're starting something from the ground up is yeah. it's a long road to get recognized especially right now there's so much shit out there trying to sell yeah. 200
2: hundred dollar pants to the working man online sight unseen
0: is fucking jammed. that's why i told you guys to go to the canada the canada goose road and just do that we were talking about that brand last week you know and just it's, fucking it's awesome, all man. about that patch no one gives what a, a shit brand. that
2: it's they sell hundred dollar fucking beanies bro
0: it's it's twelve hundred dollar jackets for girls to walk from oh, yeah, this dorm room chick- to this class i was in
2: nordstrom last week my chick was looking at him telling him what you want for christmas yeah there like, you go well that's not walmart <laughs> no if that's what she wants <laughs> walmart doesn't wants. sell canada goose no and like yeah, that's it a study and amazing brand, right? Never discount. Really, just kept it. Hell, when we, we were, were kids. Canada Goose was not that shit. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. Just, they cut their teeth. In it the was like Adventure the urban market, yeah, yeah. venture, and like it was an urban puffy brand for a long yeah. time. And then what they've done with that brand is, you know, I'm a brand guy. I like to, I really like to look at what brands do and what they do right, what they do wrong. Um, I think you can learn a shitload from both of those fucking absolutely paths. You know, some of my favorite brands have done the dumbest shit, and they're gone. Some brands I thought were the jankiest, shittiest brands ever, are fucking killing it. So it's like, it's interesting. Supreme two billion. It's interesting. Crazy man. consumer mindset. I mean, that's the business we're all kind of in. The three of us and a lot of people sure. are in. It. It's like, you know, it's a really just such a consumer driven society. And like, how do you really make money in the U.S., man? You gotta fucking unless you are like. In the trades, but still, like in the trades, you're building the house to sell it. You no, know,
0: you're fucking putting in fucking high end windows to sell products. It's, it's, it's all nowadays the
1: way you make money in the US. You're born into <laughs> Yes.
0: <laughs> I've had a lot of women though ask me, when is 1620
2: coming the out big with ladies and stuff? We're looking at it. You know, it's the fastest growing segment of the, of the trades, but it still represents like less than 3%. Sure. So it's small. And we've always said, you know, when we start working with a woman that can help us do it right. right. Like, I've talked to a yeah. few higher level chicks online that are influencers and construct and, and know what they need and know what they want and you know we'll probably enlist their help to do it right you know real women that are welding and fabricating in fucking texas and fucking oklahoma like real chicks but you know for us it's not on the immediate radar just because we're still small and we're still kind of scraping the surface of our exposure um but it's something we're definitely going to look at yeah for sure you just get you know what I don't know what chicks want. I'm not gonna. That's not gonna Pretend that maybe I can. When know, I worked make in a apparel, work where it was want. the
0: same thing. They would be like, "Oh, can you guys design some women's shit?" And we're like we'd go out we try to but we'd Shrimp buy you know, we go to the mall we'd buy all this shit you know and pretend it was for our girlfriend or whatever we'd bring it all back we'd be like what are they wearing like <laughs> you know it was like we'd all sit down in the conference room what is and this evening? we'd dissect all this Abercrombie yeah. shit and Hollister and all this I've stuff never know what we, we remember, knew nothing about never, it never ever known what they've been thinking about anything so no, and then finally, what they wear? it's turquoise we, we tried for years and then finally we're like we're, we've got a really good idea let's, let's hire women <laughs> to design <laughs> this shit because yeah. that's the only way for sure and even then, they were like, "There's no science to it." They're like, "Well, they like the cut, they like the feel of the materials, they yeah. like the." Where guys are like, "Oh, that looks cool. I'll buy yeah. it." Vision, more visual than yeah, we're, we're much more visual. Uh, but I mean, there's we're simple. A lot of animals. chicks. There's
2: a lot of chicks in the trade, you know. It's a funny world, Absolutely. you know. You get a lot of chicks on Instagram trying to look hot that are welders, like <laughs> their tits out welding. That's uh, like, yeah. That's <laughs> kind know, of the HGTV. H D T V. every all single deals. industry. It's, like, it's kind of funny, but it, you know. They're can't, not throwing back the butt heavy behind the camera. Can't hate yeah. on the game, you know? The game's the yeah. game. Hey, if it sells... The
1: influencer game is a crazy world. Dude, the game is if the game. If it fans. sells
2: pants. Yeah, like, you just gotta... I'm not in the business of hating, man. I'm in the business of fucking watching, learning. And I, anyone who can fuck, make anything happen in 2020 America, fucking respect. It's, it's just crazy right? to see how everything's... Fucking respect. It's the last
1: three years on social media, it's just been yeah. insane.
2: If you got time to really fucking hate on shit, then you're not doing anything. Yeah. Right. You're not doing anything. I don't have time to fucking hate on shit. Like I'm only looking at <laughs> shit that I'm, that I think is cool. Yeah. or only looking at shit that I'm trying to learn on. I mean, every once in a while there'll be things I'm be like, what the fuck is this? But like I don't narrowly avoiding hate. Hate it. <laughs> Dick eating in there and comment. Yeah.
0: Although you are really good online. I mean you oh, you, I you get a post in like Bro. every day. Ad- I mean, that's a lot of work. Our ad- <laughs> I mean, I, I, no, it. I admire and I'm not calling it's a you a nightmare. I'm not saying you're an Instagram boyfriend it's or anything nightmare. like that. I didn't go there. I'm just saying <laughs> it was a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> it was one of my questions. What do you keep doing, Lando? Checking but, the cameras? Yes. He checks the time. See Someone somebody somebody has to
2: be on this. Dude. Now, this is it, this instagram's a nightmare like listen my, they disabled our audio only podcast they disabled our ad account last week yeah and you know we spend a considerable amount of money advertising on social we found a little a vein that kind of works well for us yeah and they um, they disabled our um is your camera dead
3: i haven't been on this i haven't been
2: i haven't been good there's no video footage of me doing it's perfect <laughs> and i had like a fucking crazy meltdown because i'm looking at like my ad account looking at my ad account being suspended um like the week before black friday or a couple weeks before black friday which cyber monday which is
0: why did they suspend your i'm trying to find the
2: email to read it for you guys right now because i they, they said it was like unscrupulous advertising practices or trying to scam people or whatever and then, you know, I went through the whole thing trying to talk to Facebook and trying to see what's going on. Hey,
1: Zuck, we're not fucking scammers. This what, is Facebook, dude. not <laughs> Well, it's, well they is, own It's Instagram. one yeah. thing.
2: So you, you go through the Facebook platform. To but do this right. is your personal account, not So listen business. to this. This is what they said to me. They go, you know, thank you for contacting Facebook. Great news. I'm delighted to let you know that your team has reviewed your ad account and has re-enabled it. You should now be able to create new ads. To protect our advertisers' accounts, random reviews are constantly conducted time to time that may also cause fa- also cause false positives. And this was the case here. We seek your kind understanding <laughs> as we regularly try our best to help our advertisers so they have a smooth and wonderful experience advertising with Facebook. Now, I'm not talking shit on Facebook. It's part of our business. I respect the hell of them. But that's crazy. That yeah. A false positive COVID test on your ad account, it's shut down. I mean, we definitely <laughs> lost money that night. And then if if they weren't able to turn it back on quick, we were, you know, we could be in a bad spot. And then it makes you realize, like, you're, you know, if you're a digital brand, like you are in, not even like indebted, but like, like they run you. But this yeah. is, and that's
0: the problem though that I've always said is you don't, you don't own that. We have no, oh, right. we're not entitled to any of that. The yeah. only thing you have is your website. But they're good at what that. they
2: do. Like, listen, that machine and how it finds your customer and how it gets them on your shit to buy your shit. That's theirs. They know everything about everyone. But like, yeah. they're good at what they do. Yeah. yeah. And no like, doubt. if you want to access what they're good
0: at you get to fucking play pool and you get I just haven't had it's no with that no myself, doubt with the, with them and i i just i don't know that i trust the instagram uh it's real and it's advertising it's real and it's legit
2: and there's you, you gotta find someone that knows the playbook a little bit because there's yeah. definitely you gotta set the deck a little bit for yourself or you'll never really find the way like we, we were able to set it a little bit with some people yeah um we're going to try to find like this next level of people right now i've been putting out rfps and talking are you actually talking to legitimate people there Is like, that... no well, we've talked to facebook teams we've talked to instagram teams we've been like involved like, in conversations with guys that are trying to ramp you and do this stuff like once yeah. you spend a certain amount of money you pop in that radar and they'll an talk to manager, you yeah. they'll help you but it's more about senior level agencies that know the playbook that right. can really ramp dtc yeah. brands and right. they're out there and they're expensive and you have to be a certain brand and look a certain way and do a certain amount of business for them to be able to talk to you we're just get into that spot where you start to have some of these conversations and it's interesting it's interesting and it's a learning experience and um you know there are brands that do insane revenues through just that platform alone you were talking like 30 x roi on fucking a hundred thousand dollar a month spends right i mean this these there are brands that just fucking print cash off that thing so makes that money worth it yeah It's, it's a learning thing and we're just trying to figure it all out and ton of respect for it. it's you know it's scary it's creepy like you know i'm part of it i'm weighing it and then like, it seeps into your personal life big time too and like everyone likes to get a bunch of likes and it's a, it play it preys on our fucking our weakest emotions like that vanity that dopamine shit. hit you get every yeah, time it's yeah. supercharged fucking vanity shit so i'm just trying to keep it positive and then i'm just trying to make fucking 1620 look sick it's, you
0: know it's try, I'm Trying to like Walk
2: those two lines
0: Well the stuff get, is good You know I get I, I get a lot of guys All the time They're like Oh yeah What are you 1620 <laughs> Oh you got all kinds of money And I'm like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, that's the first thing I go. I was like, "Well, oh, what? Like you broke? <laughs> yeah, you're just jealous, bro. Wait, you I think it's no the money? funniest thing everyone dudes go so online that's being my like. First
2: I would never, I would, I would never buy that pan, Like, I don't know who you think you're selling to and like this and that. Like, so like, you really want to go online and call out yourself yeah. as being a broke ass? Like, <laughs> chicks are looking at this shit, bro. Like, and then, but then you see the trucks they drive. Like, you really gonna claim poverty? You just yeah, fucking right? dropped two hundred bucks at the fucking ninety nine last night, drinking your pitchers, like, seven hundred right? bucks a month. So that's always truck, my first yeah.
0: play with them. Is I'm like, oh yeah, it's a big deal, you know, but. But, you know at the end of the day I went through a million pairs of different clothes and shit and would always take my my old shit and then ruin it and really throw it out which was ridiculous Your shit. You're definitely working in it. Yeah, yeah, but you know I I think but also, you know if you get on the discount or whatever, it's like a hundred bucks for Dude, a pair of pants. It's not that much more. Than you're gonna buying... wind up yeah,
2: and you're gonna wind up spending like listen. If you simplify, it feels better. You, need, full you know, price for it. You though. need like fucking six. <laughs> yes. You need like six, seven pairs of pants for a couple of years. Keep them good. You don't need a whole lot more than no. that. Sometimes you even need less. You know and. You know, I, I was I've been super fortunate to kind of have started this brand and built it with uh photographer Brian Nevins. I think he's you know kind of unsung hero. He's a member of the company, but like dude, he just he can make shit look super sick. We can walk. it's important. A, we can walk into a parking lot and a dude can be like fucking on a wet saw cutting brick, and he he'll make it look fun. And he shoots all your stuff, right? I, all I, all the I try catalog, to get him showing stuff. I mean, he's a big time dude yeah. who works a big. Yeah, he does time great clients. work. He helped us out at burn too. That's a key busy. part of burn. It's yeah. all the imagery, dude, man. He's been awesome. To me, and my goal is that you know his ownership in the company, some at some point is a, is a payoff for him. And that's nice, you know, like I there's a lot of people that you know, a lot of friends and family that have invested too. Like, and I'm nice. not on this mission just for myself, I'm on this mission for the people that are a part of it. And there's sure. a, a lot of people that I care about that are a part of it. And Brian's one of them, and he's just it's wild to get to work with him because I just, you know, unless he didn't believe what we're doing and. And, and wanted to be a part of it and support it we wouldn't get a chance to really work with a guy like that Berkey's been awesome too yep. Matt Bergerwitz from from previous Fisher days he's super talented as well and and um, you know a couple of great videographers Adam McCallion some great shit for us John O'Callaghan content um, is king yeah you know like O'Callahan's busting his
1: ass fixing up a barn really in Michigan, cool Michigan. that's so cool yeah.
2: we did an awesome early trip to Alaska with him and a videographer oh, yeah. friend of his um the sled dogs yeah just what, what a fucking amazing trip yeah and um it's been you know it's been a cool experience and i just we're on the precipice of, of it being something good i've been grinding super super hard and been crazy bro for making like sick money to like being totally broke and starting <laughs> over again were you traveling a lot uh, before covid We we definitely were on the road traveling a bunch um you know it's we haven't we're actually gonna be driving down to North Carolina. We have a new pant factory that we're testing out in North Carolina. That we're gonna go see. Taking your car, in a or renting? You renting rent, a car? Rent something, yeah. Have you uh, drive it down. Have you
1: ever been accused of stealing a rental car?
2: I have been accused of stealing a rental car. Remember that? <laughs> like, uh, I think one more than one occasion actually. <laughs> that one was wild because they like that, that I they, can like, explain. They were like they reported to the police and shit, and they were like after us for that one. Right? Was that California I, I, or was this? there's a couple uh, dude you want to talk about funny amazing shit like let's talk about what really went down with some of the house rental places at burned. my first
1: essay i was going to bring that up earlier that house up in golden was hell- first off dude. someone rented a house an hour away from the convention
0: center oh that's convenient <laughs> he gives yeah. me
1: the address of the place i'm like golden oh golden's not that far dude, but it, it was like was, golden up on the foothills dude it, yeah, foot it was there. an hour away from it the was a sick house.
2: And we, would, we, we could get all the reps a bunch of people to come back, so we would party the fuck out of them with, like, 20, yeah. 25 people. Yeah. You
0: guys invited me back, but I'm like, I'm not going to fucking Golden. I have no not, idea. Not to I was back staying from out for, like, the Nike shows and <laughs> None shit. None of the cool kids be back. back. Just, right. all the, just all the carpet-bagging reps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <rum.
2: laughs> <laughs> Cody. Remember the letter that the fucking owner yes, sent to dude, us? That was amazing. Oh my
1: God. My husband built this house with his bare hands. <laughs> and to the jokester the left cigarette butts dude. in the bedroom drawer? <laughs>
2: How much marijuana did you smoke? We found marijuana in five bedrooms. <laughs>
1: Can we have that back, dude? That was insane. <laughs> I remember Vegas houses. No one cares because they're so used to right. houses getting trashed. Yeah, get that, was so that was so good though. My it? husband built this house with his, his own hands. <laughs> I remember that story. <laughs> we we draft up a
2: response, like we left the weed yeah. for you. We think you'd want it. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're welcome. You're welcome. The response. You was can't even say
0: everything that was uh, on that ladder. On I mean, that. yeah, there's a lot of no. Yeah. There was like a lot of uh, pay-per-view shit that went down to Supposedly, <laughs> one yeah. of the last shows that, <laughs> that I saw was... you was in Long Beach. Do you remember that? that, that, was, that was that the, the, was that the year you rented the yacht? That we were together. The boat. No, that might have been the, no, that, year, that no. might have been the year I was there. Yeah, I think it was. A, it was Agenda. Yeah, I think that was the year. Did we I was had out a boat. There. Boat party. That was the year. That, the that was the harbor?
1: year we shared a queen uh, bed. That was the year. No, I think you were there that year. Nothing happened, everyone. Yeah. But we ran up,
0: five, I remember yeah. we went down, uh, I don't remember what part of town it was, we were on the beach, whatever, and we went to this happy hour, and there was a bunch of us. Melando and I built the booth in the wrong booth. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the wrong, uh, in the wrong we spot? We the wrong got, spot. got
3: the booth done early, we go like, to the yeah, beach, we're beach, like, fuck beers, yeah, smoking us, joints.
1: Josh gets a call, uh, hey guys, we need you to come back, you uh, set up in the wrong booth. <laughs>
2: Dude. <laughs> I think the most amazing story ever was SurfX, but I was down there with Brett Sipple, the most amazing character ever, <laughs> and we're like. You know, like, oh we got one more day to set up we're like, Yeah, we don't have much left to do though, we'll get it done, we get out. We're like, There's a lot of people here and he's like, I know, man. There's a lot of people for setup. I'm like, no, there's a lot of cars. And we walk up and they're like, get your belly. Like, <laughs> we look up and it's like the sh- first day of the show. And it started at nine and we were, oh. we were getting there at like noon like, and our booth wasn't even done yet. And it just like so hungover. Oh. Like just ridiculous. You had no idea. So hey, no this idea. is our
1: booth, come on in. <laughs> we got a helmet
2: bag. Hey, listen, you wanna help us finish this booth up? We'll give you a discount on your intro order surf expo what a fucking waste of time no offense to surf expo the only
1: surf expo i've been to it went I, down it got canceled six hours into it for hurricane like
0: i don't think anything <laughs> happened at agenda either but know. we i remember we went <laughs> down to this bar it was a bunch of us the only drinking. thing that <laughs> happened at agenda was
1: we kept <laughs> <laughs> leaving for fucking green hit breaks
0: <laughs> agenda was a cool show we went was. to uh and, and we it was thought was. it was happy hour. <laughs> it was too cool nothing Do you remember done this done. and we were all <laughs> drinking and it was happy hour but then it was not happy hour. Yeah. Like we went beyond happy hour. And yeah. and we kept drinking and drinking. And then you guys went out to smoke and stuff. And I, I, I went to the bathroom. I came back out. And it was like me and like one other person at the table. We had shit everywhere. And the waitress was like kind of freaking out. She came back over and she's like, "Um, are you guys done? I'm like, I think so. And she goes, well, I have the tab here. I just want to make sure you guys aren't leaving yet. And I was like, I yeah, it's cool. And she brought it over, and it was like $730. Oh and I was like, holy shit. And I'm like, hold card. on. <laughs> That's what I said. I go, did. hold on. I can't take care of this, but I know someone that can. So then I went and found you out front. And I was like, dude, you got to go back in there. Oh God. <laughs> the last <laughs> couple years, man. We, Thank yeah. God you had that. I definitely know.
2: rang up the last few years, man. Yeah, that was good. Brandon did,
1: did not set me up for responsibly expense reporting. I used to just print out my credit card statement, highlight the ones I wanted to be
2: paid back for. Exactly. <laughs> it was loose i mean it was money to burn we we're just gonna give it to uncle sam if we didn't spend it anyway we should have been spending way more on the marketing budget in those years but was there was some good you know good years in vegas where we took the whole team out and did a bunch of rad shit to like took the whole team out to the spearmint rhino and, and our buddy the-
1: cody stammers who flew out to almost every dinner what a fucking dirtbag cody
2: what a fucking dirtbag free dinner hunter god like clockwork
1: i was looking through my phone the other day i would picture trip from san francisco you know we're chilling we're at tour. I remember that? cody's there cody was there dude. what was he doing he, he just flew in. Away.
2: that was a good Tour. san fran Tour was sick had the dirt bike jumps right but by yeah, the whole setup that's my first trip to california it was, awesome. was fucking sweet that was an awesome trip. double dragon double dragon <laughs> ryan what a fucking good kid you know yeah, we I, I feel bad that the young generation the don't they might not ever really get to access the way it was but maybe they'll access it in a different way i mean i think they're a different generation too but i i don't want i don't know what the industry's like anymore lander knows better than i am but and i can't sit here and be like oh the golden days and all that bullshit it like, was the
1: golden days there was some fucking it's different
2: it was a sick business when it was printing money and everyone was doing good yeah and it was fun it's
1: yeah now it's weird it's printing money again all of a sudden and good. who knows what's going to happen good. but everyone's hungry to get outside that's you know those sure. years
2: Bablo. where you booked the magazine fucking front to back with tons of ads and people paid on time yeah. those are good years yeah and then at well, the listen, end no like one ever paid, people <laughs> paid <okay. laughs> a couple people maybe vf that was about it oh uh, you know god bless out.
0: yeah thank god for vf
2: but i miss those years and i miss the snow biz it's definitely made me who i am and i i think it makes good marketers and i think it makes good sales people because again you're you're selling to a small audience a small and they're always budget. the coolest kids in the room and you got to do it on a small budget yeah. and it's usually high price point items. That's and that's the biggest the thing. the most kids I, in the room to buy something, and that's yeah. the toughest thing to do. That's yeah. what I learned at you burn know?
1: how to work hard and make the buck go a long way.
2: Yeah. No, we. I mean, listen. We fucked around. We made a lot of money. And we blew some money, but we worked our asses. We worked our asses off, off
1: dude. I didn't. You know, we partied for sure, but yeah. you guys taught me hard work for yeah, sure. Yeah, worked our like, asses like, off. Yeah.
2: And we got it done. When it was time to work. We got I it wish done. I could
1: find a crew that works as hard as we did.
2: Those years when we had that good crew. It was those, such a good crew. Oh my god, we would like no one's booking paper at this show, and we'd be like.
1: We're okay. We're just, you know, we had some
2: great salespeople and a great team. And yeah, the Energy awesome. in our booth was so sick. Yeah. You know, everyone wanted to for be a helmet in the booth. company. Yeah. Are fun. you still
0: skiing? You said you're not, but I've, you know, last, I've seen you in the past few. Years. Listen, last times. year
2: was the first year I haven't skied in probably 25 years. Didn't ski at all last year. Didn't ski Makes sense. Wow. I, once. I was super busy. I had a couple chances to go. Got cut off short too. I was just trying to get my knee in a good spot. I was going to spring ski a little bit. My knee's in a good spot now. I got to find like a really good brace. If you guys know anyone or give me a pro deal, I'm like a really good brace. I need a really good brace. I'm walking like a big asterisk. Jane needs a brace. Fucking. Maybe that'll
0: be our first sponsor. Maybe
2: like, come out with a brace. Maybe I'll we get fucking, ace bandages. We know a lot of fucking, fucking beat up in. people. Yeah. I need a good <laughs> brace. I want to ski again. I miss it a ton. But Don Joy hit us yeah. know, It's also like, how many fucking times can I really go fucking ski canning? How many yeah. times can I, can I really point it down that fucking run? And, I've tried to get you up. Gary's up to run did so Tried to get you up to Jay. Jay's five hours away. And same dude. thing. Like, you know, like, <laughs> you when yeah, I, I know. came back from Utah, man, I was a pass holder there for six years, and God bless everyone up there. They do. Steve's the man, and I love that hill. But like, how many times can I fucking traverse out to the fucking dip? I just, I, 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 I got a little old. spoiled on it. Yeah. Because I got to shred everywhere. Yeah. Like, and then like, of when course. you spend a lot of time like in the fucking Allberg, Berkey you told me that I really want to come home and shred a ton in New England. No. It's tough to be motivated absolutely you get when it hurts like, if it didn't hurt it would be a totally different thing but for me it hurt it hurts you know like i'm just dude i had a hundred plus days in the snow for like fucking 20 years like in and, and skiing and just charging and like everything on one side of my body for a long time lando knew like i couldn't even go up the stairs and i've had to i worked my ass off now to get to a spot where like i can do shit and it doesn't hurt and things are good but i've had a couple surgeries and you know
0: you get old Fucking get old, Bablo. The shit hurts. I don't even want to ride with you anymore t- because every time I do, <laughs> this, this guy literally he gets off the lift and he just fucking points it. And it's like I'll go it literally as fast as I can, but you can't go that fast on a snowboard. Right? Baffer, he's on skis and he's, yeah. he's at the bottom. He's like literally, you know, he's had a half a beer in the bar already, <laughs> But that's I'm just getting down there.
2: Jay is quick. That's the skiing, though. That's, that's why I want to go skiing. That's, no, why, that's why I want to see... go skiing with you again. Yeah, I I mean that's me. why I love about skiing. Was, man, <laughs> the fucking the speed and the power of skiing. Our crew
1: is so fast here. It's so fun. And the cannon crew is, I mean, that's, that's the best part. That's kind of why I don't
2: really ski, because I don't know if I can... <laughs> Gear it down a little. <laughs> the, the time it went with you two years ago, you, you were not gearing ge- it down. I was not gearing it down. I can't. We had a good day. The we snow was good. So it it's all or nothing. <laughs> I only know I only have one gear and I ski I, I, I feel the I, same I, way. When ahead. I start going, and I just I don't. It's just know. not fun. <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't know if I. I think I. I think I, fucking eat shit and get hurt if I tried to gear it down. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. But you know, I, I've, I've skied a lot, a lot of days, and I, at one point in my life, I skied at a, at a good level, and it's yeah. just a you know, listen, man. There's a whole nother level. Pro shreds to like a good level of recreation skiing, and I think I was at a good level of recreation. Yeah, the skiing. pro
1: shreds, too, you don't realize. I mean, these guys are fucking obsessed with working out, dude. Like, yeah, now they are. Yeah, yeah. the guys that are serious about it, and like, you know, even, you, the, even like Tanner back in the day, dude. Like, you know, he was partying, he was also riding his fucking stationary bike three hours a day,
2: dude. Like, going Animal. Like, lapping like fucking Tower Three in the upper circle with a kid like Parker Cook, you yeah. realize really quick that right. you suck. Yeah, and Parker Cook's the man. Yeah. And like, I accepted that a long time ago. You know, yeah. and, and, like, yeah, he was a sponsored <laughs> skier, and he's sick, and he was an underground skier little in Little Cottonwood Canyon. Yeah. But, like, and no offense to Parker Cook, like, you compare him to some some dudes that are skiing at a high level in Europe, and it's, like, another, like, it's just, it's superhuman level of fucking shredding. The Euros Parker are up, The Euros and, are fearless. If Parker grew up skiing in fucking, yeah. you know, the French Alps, he, he had ski that level, too. He's an amazing athlete. Yeah. And, and the, so it's just, like, these levels. It's where you ski, it's where you grow, it's where you snowboard. Yeah. You know, and and... It's wild. The difference
1: is the guys in Europe, they learn the mountains, they learn safety. Like, those guys are like mountain guides before they become pro Yeah, because like, all their friends fucking die growing up and shit. Yeah. You know, like and they're they're like,
2: around a lot of death in the mountains. It's tradition, too. You know, it's passed I, down. I think kids in the States see it, too, and kids get hurt in the mountains. But it's not not like, you know, someone gets fucked up in Montana, someone gets fucked up in Jackson, or fucked up in California. And I've lost friends in, in those mountains. Yeah, But, you know... The European kids, like, you know, they never see their friend again because they just, they disappear right yeah. in, the, in the mountains. The mountain eats them, and you never, yeah, it's ever crazy find them there. again. You know, it's just a it's a way bigger, different world, you know. So I think they have a different respect for it because it's also, like, they don't, sometimes they probably don't even really go looking for them. You know, like, they do to a point, but, like, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. Especially when weather's around, you know. Yeah. Fucking mountain just tower over everything in North America. It's just, like, fucking spires. Massive. It's just insane.
1: Yeah, know? not as high, but, like, it's crazy. you get into these valley towns and you ride a tram up and then yeah. you're just in the midst of it dude yeah, it's insane
2: it's wild. yeah i mean the vertical is different right because it's just the way that they're built and like yeah compared to like the 14,000 foot miles in Colorado. yeah you're definitely sick. not
1: like sucking wind like you are in colorado right. but you're like you but know, the exposure six thousand like feet vertical drop to get back yeah, to town the
2: exposure and shit is just like this spire shred this. all day or
1: hung over from the day before you're like, Oh, <laughs> get me down yeah, dude, dude. yeah
2: scary places uh
1: yeah you've been way into surfing I'm you obsessed said with surfing yeah. what's to, what's the scene like here it's good
2: to be bad at a sport try to get better at it <laughs> it's still so, bad it's i'm still <laughs> not good no 10 I'm, years I'm later like, you know how long you've been surfing? intermediate to like slightly better than intermediate about oh, 10 years that takes some patience it's the most it's the hardest sport it makes golf look easy it's so difficult it's so challenging golf is easy like i could take any dude i know that's a ripping it's not that easy. snowboarder and put them on a surfboard and, and put them on a wave and they will shred it yeah really anyone Westcott any of these guys like and Seth's a good surfer but like you take these guys you put them on a board the surfing's all about getting in the spot to, to be able to really catch the wave catch the wave at the right time being able to deal with like the ocean being able to deal with the ocean temps knowing where to go no one wins it's like so all these crazy other intangibles that
0: are just beyond even riding on the wave yeah that's like that takes the longest I, I just I just went for the first time in uh January yeah. with Travis Moore oh, in, nice. Puerto Rico. in Puerto Rico. Nice. Yeah. So I was down in Rinco. He bring you on a big day. He's of uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you know him. So he's like he's from New England. He's fine. He yeah. fucking Send put him, him out, out there. So he's literally putting me out here with this guy who's like you know se- semi pro surfer. Yeah, anyway. Travis can surf. And the guys like Travis put me out with one of, his oh, one of his instructors. I've never been in my life. He tried to take me out on a Hampton Beach day after it snowed two feet. And I think Dunphy was like, he's like, dude, if you've never surfed before, today is not the day to learn to surf. <laughs> <laughs> a good That's man. what he said. And I was Duffy's like, all right, Dunphy, I, I I admire he's that. I admire you. the honesty. Uh, uh, so, so finally, I'm down in Puerto Rico. I have no excuses. And he says, you know, so he gives me one of his guys. And he says, Trav, he goes, the sets are really bad today. Like, there's a storm off off coast. And he's like, you sure you want him to go out? And he's like, ah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So we get down to the spot. We get down to domes. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't even, I don't know all the terminology, but these waves are breaking like super fast. And it's just, just total fucking rip. And, and it starts raining. And Travis shows up and he's, and his instructor, Nagel, he's like, I don't think it's a good idea, man. This is really bad. Like, he's like, he's fine. He's fine. He's from New England. He's fine. So, you know, he hits us on from from the England, He's never served. He's fine. He sends us out. I shit you not. It took me. 20 minutes to paddle out over this break. I am mean, just getting fucking chewed up in this break. I get out there, and I mean, my my muscles are burning. I get out there, and he's like, dude, this is... He's like, I'm really sorry. He's like, normally, I would never take anyone out in this. He's like, but you're one of our boys. You, you know, he's friends with Travis. He's making us do it, so we gotta do it. Jesus. So... I hit a wave and I just end up nose diving in it and just eating fucking, you know, gallon of salt water. Get back up. I get out there. We do this like an hour and a half and I am. It's a long session. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, and he tells me, he's like, just, he's like, this is going to be the worst thing ever. He goes, I promise you this. If you just come back another day, I guarantee it will be 20 times better than this. So I mean, the weather ended up being bad. I didn't end up going back for, like, four days. And then I was like, I mean, my, my shoulders were killing me. Well, I got a wetsuit to fit you if you want to try to go <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be too sure about that. Remember that time in Canada I had to wear your jeans because they stayed over? I, do I think I stretched so those, bad. like, three sizes. No, I'm sorry, man. A they were nice. But he likes you. tight pants. So <laughs> he gets me out a second time, and uh, we, I get out there, and I had the same instructor, Nagel, and he's like, dude, today's going to be night and day. And we yeah. get out there on the water, and, I mean, you know, I paddle out in, like, two minutes. There's, like, fucking turtles coming up yeah. and dolphins. It's, it's, like, sunny. Get up. I end up riding, like, three waves, and I was like, this is the most incredible yeah, thing ever. Incredible. And he's like, yeah, what do you think about this? I'm like, I, I honestly wasn't even sure I wanted to even ever go back yeah, changes, after yeah. that first day. And I'm like, this is the best thing. Yeah. He's like, I told you. That's so true. it was a really cool experience. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe power to Trav for making me go out on that shitty day because now I have, like, that much more respect. we will be a, scared either next for time. For a no good day. Respect, yeah. yeah, but, you know, he's a, mean, listen, he's a crazy son of a bitch I've anyway. been super fortunate to be able to get out
2: of Cats and fucking BC and get out of fucking helis in BC and shred a bunch of sick places. And uh, I'll take a fucking chest-eye day surfing over all that shit. Yeah. It's just, for to, for me personally, I just... It's fucking insane. I maybe cuz I came into it later in life, but it's um it's fucking amazing sport. It's so challenging when you get in a good wave, like it's just it's, and I you know, just
0: I didn't know what that was until I got up on that first wave and then That's I started that. to understand just it. Everything around like you know like Absolutely. and you're like where was
2: I looking at? Sometimes you even forget where like you were looking. Yeah. It's just it's a really cool sport. And like man, there are so many amazing fucking surfers around here, dude. It's unbelievable. There's kids that like if they ever grew up in Southern California when they were sponsoring surfers would have all been sponsored and uh, you know, just the level of talent around here is, is pretty ridiculous, too. And I, I think that's the coolest thing. It's, like, all these kids, like, they're so into it, right? No matter what the fuck they're doing. I don't know what their job is or whatever, but I always see the same <laughs> guys out ripping. They're always out, always out. They never miss a session. They're plumbers. Yeah, they might probably. <laughs> some, some of them that's definitely are. Some of them definitely are. And, like, they're not doing it fucking to get stickers on their boards or this or that. Like, yeah, they maybe they're good enough to get a reptile or this or that. Or um, they're, they're doing it just because they love it and yeah. they're fucking so passionate about it. And it's just... You know, very similar to shredding. You know, it's it's very much the same kind of stuff,
0: just in the ocean. Yeah, but it's a lot more
2: approachable. I mean, that's what I respect. I can hear it. it. You buy the
0: board, and that's it. Yeah, dude.
2: Where I live, I can hear it on Plum Island, which is a good, a good. Actually, Plum Island sucks. Don't ever surf there. It's terrible. Yeah, don't go to Plum Island. um, I can hear it. You know, I can fucking drive there in ten minutes, and like, there's no lines, there's no fucking people, there's no tickets. There's no fucking douchebags wearing fucking really kooky shit. It's just, (laughs) it's just, uh, it's so different than the mountain experience started to become. Like God bless Cannon for the years I was still skiing a lot in the east because it's still kind of an underground place. But to go to these big resorts, and in that line, and to spend that money, and to spend that, and into fucking buy ten dollar beers and shit. It just, I had done so much of it that it had started to lose like its luster to me. And it might be like a spoiled prick snow industry kid to talk about it for me i just wanted a different experience when i was outside and we'll that's, that's surfing you know
1: well jay thanks for coming down and being our first guest man i
2: appreciate gift? it i think you were i think, were. I think he was okay yeah it's not bad <laughs> we didn't tell many too two funny stories or anything that uh, yeah. i preached too much i'm, I'm not it's sure okay. if they're uh i'm not sure if we, we kept it appropriate this, but Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of things we probably still can't say even
1: <laughs> the spirits there though so plug where uh Plug where people can find you. And what yeah, you're doing.
2: 1620usa.com is our website. 1620usa is our Instagram, and check it out. You know, use my code if you want to buy something. J O S H in all caps for 20 off. What's oh, that? 20 percent off for holiday. Get your get your. Exclusive we'll here on the Babble Orlando podcast for yes. sure. It's an exclusive discount. A percentage of those sales, they don't go back to these guys, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe someday, one day, maybe <laughs> maybe someday we'll create a special code <laughs> and, and we can do that. But um that's you know, why we're here, baby. If you support a business like ours and other businesses in the states that are making shit, you're supporting livable wage jobs and American made is a real fair trade. And every one of these brands that you love, that you buy tons of shit of, and I own all the brands too, and I buy all the stuff too you know it is what it is when we so can, you develop it yeah when you make stuff here it's 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 pretty fucking honest and it's probably more honest than than any other manufacturing and uh it is what it is man you're supporting fucking your neighbors and your community and that shit so it's a good thing you spend got, a little bit more money if you got yeah. more
1: questions for jay hit him up uncle jay walker on instagram It's my instagram give hit me, me up follow. i am
0: Brandland. hit up bablo at steez Steeze magazine. You're gonna keep a Steeze magazine forever. I can't get the <laughs> other ones. Everybody else has it. You know, it's like. Let well, me to... just gonna do like a quarterly
2: fucking like indie little Zine. We got a podcast. Gonna, well, like just it, keep if, it relevant. When you're ready to one. throw away money, I'm ready. All but right? like, <laughs> I'll, if you start a GoFundMe and you want to bring Steez <laughs> oh, okay. back and do and like, like a, bot, like a bot. biannual Steez magazine, no. In and around the podcast and content, people. We're bringing the I would love back. to fucking donate to a fucking GoFundMe for that. This yeah, is this is it. it you you know, know. It's gonna
0: be digital media for yeah. now. Yeah, then maybe we'll bring some video print mag. back. Nobody, Nobody reads. No one knows how to read. I don't know. That's what I'm convinced. Oh, so, you go to uh, Europe. Ever there's bookstores everywhere. They're they still. I have my favorite print. magazine still in my yeah. fucking backpack on my truck. That's why you can barely. Even still buy a couple of Powder right.
2: magazine is no more. Man, can you yeah, yeah. fucking believe It's gone. It's heartbreaking to me. Yeah. Part of magazines, the whole one of the biggest reasons why I had the had the life that I had, yeah. I had the opportunity I had to have to be in the ski industry and do cool shit because I fell in love with skiing from that magazine and reading Steve Same, man. my and walls reading Porter were Fox and reading these guys and like I can't fucking believe it's gone. It Fucking yep. breaks my heart, dude. Absolutely. So, I still remember the covers, all of them, like the ones I had on my wall, and like it
0: sucks. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, it, like I have to end
2: it on a somber note, but yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, everything comes in cycles, so... Maybe it'll come back. Maybe it will.
1: Who knows? Well, it's not over for sure, but they're furloughed. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, they come back. So, to you. you, If you you love a magazine, make sure you subscribe. If you love our podcast, also make sure you subscribe. You guys have a YouTube channel and everything? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Babylon Lando podcast on YouTube. It's very legitimate. I watched a little bit of your first one.
2: (laughs) Just Just a a little. I was busy. I was like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? What are about? these guys? <laughs> I know. We're <laughs> going to get on audio this week, so you can uh, I'm a shitty first you guest. Can you a way more high profile. At least get your next Let's guest make sure way you plug cooler, the hell out way more him. high profile. Yeah, me. can we get the yeah. Yeti guy? <laughs> can we <laughs> get his publicist? Yeah, I mean, I, don't think, I don't think his publicist would ever let him come on this podcast. <laughs> no. you can Soon, enough. Go, no. Soon enough. Soon enough. Soon
0: enough. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we get a cooler out of it. I don't know. You guys know some cooler cats than me. Yeah. Now, we got a list. We have a list scary. All right. Yeah, good. all right man. All right, thanks everyone for listening. He wants to end it so let's just Yeah, that's it. it. No, I got yeah. I've got it. This you didn't is even ask me about beer show. Yeah, yeah is it any good? good? Green
2: state. Yeah. No, it's good. It's actually really good. Never tasted a bad good. beer in my life. Good. good. See you guys. All right. Awesome, man. See ya. Thank, Thank you. Episode 3. Clap us out.